0: What's happening, everyone? A welcome to the Paranormies. I'm Johnny Monoxide, and tonight I'm joined by Reinhard von Krieger. What's happening, man? Greetings. Also joining me this evening, Hudson. What's up? How's it going, boys? Fairly well, fairly well. That's it. Nobody else. grognack is experiencing computer issues still. Uh, Dogbot is chupacabra or something. I don't know. That's it. It's just us. Yeah, it's, a, it's a big, big month if you're a chupacabra breeder, I guess. It is. It is. It is October. It is October. It is officially uh, both pumpkin spice and flannel shirt season.
1: Yep, I've got the flannel shirt. I got my uh, my warm pants out of the storage unit
2: today. Oh, nice. feels good. Yeah, fall is like the whitest season.
0: It is. I mean, it's, you know, they call it like white girl season or whatever like, you know, the pumpkin spice and then the Han Solo outfits start busting out. Right. The, the vest and the Uggs. Right. Um, which is fine. It's fine. I mean, that's like, it's, it's kind of an anti-white thing, but at the same time, it, it, you know, it's part of our culture. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's what it is. Yeah. It's fine. And I do, dude, dude, trust me. I love flannel shirt season because I have a ton of flannel shirts it's kind of a it's kind of a thing. It's like uh some people collect, you know, uh garden gnomes. some people collect spoons, some people collect uh guitars, um, some people collect books, I collect flannel shirts. Hell yeah. Yeah. Are you yeah. telling me you don't
1: collect spoons?
0: No. My hmm. grandmother used to collect like decorative spoons, with like with like like touristy stuff, you know, like from going places. Interesting.
2: Yeah. yeah, to be um, completely transparent right now, I am drinking a pumpkin spice cold brew. I
0: have oh, no yeah. regrets,
2: and it is delicious. No,
0: you have one regret that you didn't read the bottle before you That is true. Yeah, so I mind. mean, I should
2: mind. I regale you with this? Yeah, do, do
0: you guys want to hear like some pure October cringe? Go ahead, dude. I'm All boy. right,
2: so this is on the bottle of the uh, pumpkin spice cold brew. <clears throat> Our marketing department made us do this again, but let's face it. Pumpkin is delicious. Did you say basic whatevs? This is pumpkin the way Stoke would make pumpkin. Bold, coffee-forward, and tasty. And we are here for it. Sorry, not sorry.
1: Oosh. Oh, man, the voice just made (laughs) that even worse. I just... You know that's
2: how they
0: talk. Well, I mean, come on. Listen, what's the experiment called where they tell people to picture an apple? the, The apple experiment, whatever. I'm picturing in my head a fully 3d rendered actual like cat lady reading this some oh. like libtard woman you know who's she's like got a co-exist yeah. bumper got a sticker phd in snark you know yes. Yes.
2: yes yep hair hair is dyed
1: one half is the color of pee and the other half is blue for ukraine
0: right she has to
2: make sure she's home every like wednesday night to watch young sheldon
0: she Ugh. used to be hot you know, but now all the all the SSRIs and wine is, and cigarettes have just taken their toll.
2: Kids oh, is disgusting. Haircuts.
0: Yeah. She goes out with her. She goes out with her little man child boyfriend and people are like, dude, you brought your mom. No, <laughs> no, man. She's younger than me.
1: He, he yeah. drops her <laughs> off at work with her own car.
0: Uh this different boyfriend. This this guy has a job. He's just a, yeah, the soy the soy fag boyfriend that's like a coder kind of guy. Yeah, that guy that's the guy is what I'm talking about.
1: Oh yeah, they're the ones who are gonna go on House Hunters International and move to Croatia with a budget of like 1.5 million.
0: Yeah.
2: That <laughs> you don't know it, where it comes it, it, from. Either that
0: or he sits there and watch young he he'll sit there and watch young Sheldon with her, you know? Oh yeah. yeah. He's like
2: making jalapeno poppers or yeah,
0: something. Yeah, yeah. Jalapeno poppers. <laughs> Widley. Anyways. <laughs> oh that man! That's
2: spooky. That's just that's just
0: gross. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's one word to describe him. But but being in being in October, yeah, it's a spooky month. It is time. It, it is it is time. It's time for ghosts and goblins and gnomes and fairies and vampires and what else? I mean, witches, I, witches, sorcerers. I mean, two, we're just basically talking about Congress right now. So. Uh, <laughs> oh, ah, the demon rats oh, man. and the
1: republic kkk ends man, that Isaac. is gonna be a slam dunk on pilled
0: yes oh dude you dude, oh yeah oh yeah that i'm saving that joke again i'm reusing it on pilled
2: <laughs> oh yeah dude never yeah. gets old
0: Oh, no, dude, like, seriously, anytime you make fun of anytime you make fun of Congress or or libtards in front of a, a Republican or you make fun of Republicans in front of a libtard, there's a libtard at work, dude. I didn't think he was a libtard, but boy, was I wrong. This oh, guy, no. he's like, you know, one of the guys talks like this, you know, a real tough guy, you know, I'm a construction oh, my worker, God. right? Oh, no way. But he's like, Those I'm not worse. He's like, well, I said something about, you know, and the end goal is to have your kid cut his dick off. He's like, well, I'm not, I don't see that. I i'm like i'm sorry what I, I don't see that at all i don't see that i don't see that in the schools at all if anything it's, it's you know it's because uh you know the schools don't have enough power anymore they've taken all they've neutered the teachers and dah, 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 dah. What? Like, what what schools what, what are you talking about what schools are you what yeah are you about? what schools are you sending your kids to um and what else did he say uh Oh, anytime you mention the word libtard, he's like, oh, yeah, well, the conservatives, blah, 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 You know, Texas, Texas has the highest population of Christians, also has the most teen pregnancies. <laughs> I mean, yeah, because Mexicans and blacks, but you know. But there's white
2: people too that have young babies, so...
0: Right, so yeah, you know, and if the Republicans want to burn books in Texas, I'd be down there to throw a bunch of Bibles right in there. I'm like, cool, yeah, the NIV, you know, all those. Yeah, yeah, totally, dude, I'm down. sure. Yeah, I'm down. Snowfield
1: Bible, please,
0: have it. Absolutely, there is a ton of translations of that book that need to go right in a fire. Like, I'm, dude, I'll help you. (laughs) (laughs) He totally (laughs) missed the joke. He
2: he didn't. Johnny wants to burn Bibles, confirmed.
0: Whoa, right? It's official. I mean, I... I do too. That would flip that. That should get us right back onto certain networks, right? Right off the bat. They want to burn Bibles. Bring them in. Bring them back. Whoa, 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 whoa. If they've been talking about this before. (laughs) Also, congratulations. A little late. Sorry, we get late on it. But congratulations, Larry. Congratulations. Uh, Shout out Larry Ridgeway. Shout out to Larry Rageway Ridgeway. One of my favorite guys in this whole thing. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah, whatever. I love Larry. Fuck off. All right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Again, you don't, I, what is it, three mania events? I shared a hotel room with that guy. You learn a lot Dude, about a guy I at have, three in the morning when you're uh, pissed drunk trying to trying to uh, pff, prevent somebody from dying of alcohol poisoning while some, yeah. the, while the surgeon general is administering medical attention to your, yeah, one sorry. of your best friends. You're trying to keep your thought leader
1: from dying of. No, he's not a of thought leader. Just
0: one, o, one of our buddies.
1: <laughs> oh,
2: yeah,
0: right. You're trying to keep Nagash yeah. from dying on the floor over there. Literally,
2: oh, literally. Yeah, but I do. I have a, a picture, a, a selfie that I cherish of Larry Ridgway and I at a certain event where he's holding a very hilarious sign.
0: Oh, yeah, that's one of the. One of the greatest moments in the history of ever. One of the most truly n- mean. That, that's when the alt right peaked. <sighs> one might say that was when the alt right peaked and died. Like right then, it was like that same moment. Oh, totally. It was like the, mean, yeah. was like the big bang, <laughs> but in reverse. Right. Exactly. It's the shark I mean, and the jumping it in one that. moment. Yes. It was. Yeah. It was. It was literally Jaws and the Fonz jumping the shark all at once. Right. Yes. Yes. It was terrible and great and I have a scar and like one of the worst pictures ever taken in the history of ever. (laughs) That picture's never going away, dude. Like Oh, the one of you and and doctor. Me and the me and the doctor when I'm just like Fuck in the van. (laughs) No, the look on my face is I realize there's a camera. That's the oh, look. Oh, oh, that, that one. That's Class. the look. It's it, no, it's getting the vein. The
2: record scratches, the record. You're, you're probably wondering how
0: I got here. No, you're not. Yeah. No, no, nobody was wondering. Nobody was wondering how I got there. Everybody there was, there was quite public how I had gotten there. <laughs> my descent into my descent into being on the poster. Oh lord. Anyway. Moving <laughs> along. Yeah, man. If only I had listened. Dude, if only I had actually hiked. In the gear that I had acquired from my ex-girlfriend, the North Face gear, if only I had actually hiked, I never would have made it to Charlottesville, right? You know, the North Face is in on that whole deal, like, you know, making people wear bright colors out in the woods. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're in on it. They're in on the missing 411. I'm pretty sure that REI and the North face and probably Patagonia at this point, cause they do a lot of like rainbow stuff too. uh, mm-hmm. sending people out into the woods and they're always like, just take only pictures, leave only footprints. Don't bring a gun. You know, See, that's why I only
2: wear, um, Columbia and avalanche. I, 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 don't I, I just wear nondescript gear. Typically old uniform
1: gear.
0: <laughs> yeah. I wear like, yeah. Like old BDU pants. You know, yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. Oh, dude, I kept those. That was like the one uniform item I didn't burn.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I have a couple of things that are still cool. I have uh, stuff that you never got to wear because it was uh, out of regs. By that time, the regs were changed completely. The regs were changed like four or five times by the time I got out. You know, I only got. Oh, out. yeah.
1: And they're changing them again.
0: I only got out in 05, too. So it's not like I got out that long ago. Yeah. You know, so anyway, yeah, the new regs, they
2: make everyone wear a skirt. Right. Uh, Canada, Canada. They are. Canadian Canadian
1: Armed Forces anyone can wear a skirt now.
0: Yes, it's that anyone can. They're not forcing anyone them to can. yet. Then anyone t- forcing them to yet? They will,
1: but they are. Well, you, know you know, there's they
2: should force them.
1: I well, mean, you, you know those, those those you know like I mean? Scotch Irish Canadian guys that are like, oh man, you mean I get to wear a kilt? No, it's it's a skirt.
0: Right, it's a, yeah. it's actually a skirt, bro. That's not. A, it, it is.
1: It is not a, a kilt. Don't try it. Don't try and make it manly.
0: Right. Don't try and church it up. We know your last name's Dirt. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> right. But speaking of the missing one, Right. Speaking we can of the that a little bit later too. Yeah. We're well, being October, we're gonna do uh spooky episodes on the the content shows. The Nationalist Inquirer will still be our usual fun romp around the news. Oh, did I just say that? That's gross. Um, yeah, whatever. Wow. <laughs> romp. <laughs> I think I, I hate like that you. word more worse than I hate moist. And moist anybody that hates yeah. the word moist is dumb because you're just being told to hate it yeah, yeah you know, that's I, not that wasn't a thing yeah until no. like yeah mm-hmm. until people that talk like this oh oh i don't like that you know i mean those people yeah what well, like, jewish yeah, i don't like how they right <laughs> i don't like how
1: they say anything
0: <laughs> yeah i'm pretty much i'm I'm pretty much sold on them not speaking how about that yeah I'm okay with that anyway oh the other thing speaking of that, the guy at work uh i mentioned walt disney where me and my apprentice were talking about walt disney And he said, yeah, well, fuck that guy, too. And I'm like, hell, yeah. He's like, like, this guy doesn't like Disney. Awesome. Yeah. And uh, he's like, yeah, he was a fucking anti-Semite. And I'm like, oh. Oh, I was like, yeah, that's right. I was like, that's right. Family guy did that bit where they woke him up. And he's like, are there still Jews? Yes. Put me back. Get it? He's an anti-Semite. I was like, actually. You want to know the deal with the animation deal? Why he wouldn't hire Jews was because they already had Warner brothers. And he was like, you guys own half of Hollywood. Fuck off. That was literally his anti-Semitism.
1: I want to own the other half.
0: Right. Literally that I'm pretty sure that was as far as it went. He didn't like their business practices and stuff too. Cause like he had to deal with the Warner brothers. The Warner brothers was a huge animation studio on the other side of town.
2: I mean, it was probably just a calculated move, you know? I mean, obviously right. it was, but just to be like, yeah, oh. if you guys are here too, then it's going to be explicit that you're all over <laughs> everywhere. And also, Hollywood.
0: well, and and it wasn't that he did, dude. And it wasn't that Disney didn't hire Jews. I mean, uh, were the two brothers that did all the music? Reinhardt? Oh, the uh, the Sherman brothers. The Sherman brothers. Yes, the Sherman brothers did all any Disney song that you've ever sung that your kid has driven you nuts with is probably written by the the Sherman brothers. Super califragilistic Right. From that to any of the stuff from um, Cinderella, I mean, Peter C- Pan, yeah, oh yeah, the the Aristocats, the song, the yep. um, yeah, practice all your your scales and arpeggios, right? Yeah, there you go. Turn you into Ingve Malmsteen is what they're trying to do, actually, which which you know isn't bad. It uh, takes discipline, but that's a whole other. This is another other show. We'll talk to Hook about that later. Um. <laughs> Speaking of which, speaking of which, if you haven't checked it out, Reinhardt and I, a couple weeks ago, we were on Metal Up Your Fash with our buddy Hook and J- Jib, Jib? How do you say his name? Jib? Jib? I think Jib. Jib? Is it just Jib? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think so. All right. With uh, with Hook and Jib and and Eric Nat, he was there. At, uh, we had him on for the, uh, oh, the what the hell is the name of that? Why am I thinking Thin Lizzy? That's the wrong band. Uh, the Blue Oyster <laughs> Cult. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> oh, you know why? Because there was, a, there was uh, this week there was like one of the guys I work with is a biker. And he was telling me about this biker concert this weekend. It's Thin Lizzy and Molly Hatchet. And his cousin is a singer who plays drums and is playing drums for Molly Hatchet this weekend. And I was like, that's actually kind of cool your cousin is. Oh, but, yeah. that's cool. But like, yeah, that's with Thin Lizzy. But also, dude, those bands are so old. Yeah, they are. Good Lord. Yeah,
1: we had... Heathen not on for Blue Ester Colt, and we recently had Hook on this season for our pirate show.
0: Yes, our pirate Which show was is a fun. lot of fun. Pirate show was fun.
1: Pirates are always fun,
0: man. Any, yeah, anytime you get to talk about fun stuff. Well, that's what we're going to do this month. We're going to talk about fun stuff. We've got, man. What do we have? We have today. We have a good one. But uh, coming up later this month, we're, we're going to do a live stream, the Halloween live stream, like we always do. It will be the Friday before Halloween because Halloween is a Monday this year. Thanks Julian in your calendar. Um, thanks Janice. Yeah. Thanks Janice. Janice. Uh, if you're Irish or whatever that guy is, who's the, the puffy face guy that looks like Ricky Gervais, the, the Janice guy, you know what I'm talking
1: about? Oh, 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 I can't remember his, I can never remember his name, but yeah, yeah. I, Oh my God, I can hear
0: his voice. He sounds and looks like Ricky Gervais kind of, right?
1: <laughs> yes, he does. Yeah,
0: yeah. And so he reminds me of it, which is why I, I can deal with his content. Cause I don't mind Ricky Gervais. He's not terrible. Well, but, he's an FTM. Um, I mean, he's an FTM, but like. Well, oh, you know,
2: yeah. Clearly. But, um, but
0: other so t- we were, yeah, so the live stream is going to be the 28th at 9 Eastern, 8 Central, 6 Pacific. Uh, Saturday morning at like 8 o'clock in Japan. <laughs> Skull, if you're paying attention. <laughs> uh, Skull will probably jump on. Come say hi. Yeah. We are going to probably have a guest, uh, at least a guest, maybe a couple. as as we do on Halloween. Uh, And then before Halloween on all the content shows, we've got some cool, spoopy Halloween gnarly. Some of it's pretty gnarly uh, content for you this month.
1: Yeah. I'm not kidding. I mean, some of it's going to be a little dark. Remember last October, we talked about like uh, was a satanic ritual abuse, stuff Mm -hmm. like that. It's Mm -hmm. yeah. Be a little more mythological this time around,
0: but definitely in the same vein. I don't know. Now when we get into like CEOs and stuff, that's actually real, but anyways. Well, yeah. Yeah. So moving along this first episode of, uh, Over, We talked a little bit about just a minute ago. We mentioned uh, missing four one, one David Polite's stuff. He's got some new stuff we got to get into too. We should do some more missing four one, one, um, but missing four one, one ties into, well, one of our, my old co-hosts believes what causes missing 411 is fairies. We're going to talk about fairies and gnomes and fae folk. We will probably end up doing a series on this because the amount of folklore involved with fae folk and and fairies and gnomes and throughout the throughout this, you know, this earth we have uh legends and lore from all corners, you know so
2: literally everywhere
0: yes yeah. every country every culture every people every era has stories of little people that live in the walls or in another dimension or somewhere else that you can only see at a certain hour or if a certain light hits a certain way or if you say a certain thing or if you leave a certain thing out so many different things we're going to have so much fun well, with this so
1: and they're not and they're not always the little diminutive uh, yeah. mischievous even even evil they're, they're not always the little ones. Oh, yeah.
0: They're not Them always quite some, large. Yeah. Indeed. That, and, and yeah, and thank you again, you know, Disney for giving us what we automatically assume are fey folk or fairies, you know, the Tinkerbell. We'll get into all that, though. It's, uh, it's going to be a fun one, though.
1: Tinkerbell, eight children. All right.
0: <laughs>
1: Man. All right. So, so I'll start off with like. Where, where did these things come from in history, right? Tradition and folklore. I mean, they come from everywhere,
0: right? Well, what, what are we actually talking about first? You want to just talk about the fae in general? Like what are the fae?
2: Um, I think it could be, we could start with kind of like the Irish conception of fairies, uh, like the, from the Isles, Um, and that goes back. I mean, you can't even really put a date on how far it goes back. Um, but it is an incredibly deep lore and people still are convinced that fairies are real to this day in Ireland.
0: Well, not just in Ireland. They're convinced that fairies are real in a lot of places. Right?
2: Yeah, no, definitely.
0: But Ireland is Ireland has to have pro I would say, if not the most popular, but one of the most popular uh, selections of lore, on the fae and and gnomes and the fairies and and all of this um all of these what you would consider like paranormal what would what are they creatures or are they they're not cryptids well no. i mean that's kind of I mean, what we're trying to are they cryptids out. Yeah, hang on are they cryptids I, I, I don't know because, like, what,
2: how, what, how would you define a cryptid? I mean, it's so, an ancient race, like, right? Yeah, kind
1: I, of. I wouldn't call them a cryptid solely because cryptids are more zoological. They're more animals uh, yeah. that have been undocumented or mythological, I guess. Okay. Um, okay. These, these, like Hudson said, are another race. So they're clearly more than animals. Okay. Well,
0: is Sasquatch um, also- a cryptid then? Hold on. Well, then is Sasquatch a cryptid then?
2: I don't think so. If he's a, if they're a race of, I don't, so. of I, I, okay. don't, I okay. do not consider Sasquatch a
0: cryptid. I okay. think he's okay. kind of in the same realm
2: as fairies.
0: Okay, fair. Yeah, I would too. I'll allow it. Fine. <laughs> I'll allow it. Well, no, I'll allow because it. if there's if there's a Bigfoot, if there's an N Bigfoot, there has to be more at this point, right? So and we know there are first. so many, right? So, so these are a race. They're not a cryptid. They're a people. They're a, uh, a race of beings, intelligent beings, actually, too um very intelligent right now are they what's the word i'm i'm looking for are they of this material world or are they like an extra dimensional type or are they just like so uh, good like it's kind
2: of unclear they appear to be both okay um yeah there's stories i mean there it there's stories where it seems like they're just real tangible things that you can hear see they're you can touch them they're tactile and then there's other stories where they just you know they drift in and out of our reality basically
0: right there's a lot of yeah well and again depends on where you are and what, what part of the world you're talking about with the lore but for the most part these creatures now fairies and like i guess what would you call like like the, the little creatures like we saw the video Recently of that little weird thing running around that guy's yard. Remember that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or the one of the little tiny little thing that came charging out of the woods at some Filipino guy. Remember that? Yep. Like there's, there's all kinds of it. Video- now all of that could be fake. All of those videos could be fake. Every single one. Of
2: them. They definitely could. Um, but, but there, Oh, there are, uh, I was just going to say there are many different classifications of beings that fall within the, uh, genus of fae <laughs> under the um, under got,
0: the umbrella yeah
2: yeah yeah like uh, he, you've got banshees boggarts brownies changelings dryads elves gnomes kobolds the lady of the lake this dude's got an alphabetized list nymphs etc i mean like there's it, it, all of these creatures fall under what like in in at least like the irish understanding of fairies like they fall under the same umbrella right yeah and- when it
1: comes to the irish and and the isles specifically but also a lot of western and northern europe you know johnny you asked if these things were material or not they're kind of both so they're they're a hybridization it seems in mythology and history akin to almost like demigods how they're born it seems of two parentage or two lines of parentage one that is of this world that is material and one that is spiritual so they're kind of stuck but they have the ability to kind of to walk through both which is something also attributed to
2: bigfoot you know how it can appear and disappear very quickly right um well but these and just to add on to that it seems like they can only manifest on the physical plane for a limited amount of time
0: uh fairies yeah gnomes not so much like gnomes kind of live here I, no, gnomes yeah. are, are kind of a different thing. That's what I'm least. saying, but they've but they're in the same they're in the in the same umbrella though.
2: Yeah, definitely in the same umbrella. And like there's also multiple understandings of gnomes, like there's Scandinavian gnomes, and then there's like Irish gnomes too.
3: Or mm-hmm.
2: well, British Isles, you know. And 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 one thing that you could say is these fay folk, these gnomes, all
1: of these, I I just kind of put them under the umbrella of like hidden folk.
3: Mm, that's but a good
1: one. all of these tend to tie in with another umbrella which is elementals so these these are beings that fall in different categories of f- elements so earth water fire light whatever um and and gnomes like you said johnny they are here right there they would be classified as let's say earth elementals because they're in the earth right with they, us. they
0: tend to live in the woods or like you know or, or- under in mountains in mountain right in mountains that you get your dwarves Um, but also yeah These things are all of them seem to have, um, some sort of paranormal abilities like, uh, anytime somebody encounters one Like we'll we'll get into stories later, but there's often, uh, a, a loss of time And what what oh, yeah. seems like, you know, they can freeze time or they can, you know, m- speed time up or whatever so they have they have some of these abilities that are, uh, mythical abilities as well. So they, like you said, Reinhardt, they, they come from like a dual parentage. So like they have like an earthly parent and, um, maybe an angelic parent or a demonic parent, you know?
1: Well, yeah. And that, that kind of feeds into, you know, a, a theory that many people have discussed and one that I kind of subscribe to, I do subscribe to it, is that they're in the same vein as, you know, the Nephilim. Um, and that also, fits with the true traditional uh, belief on many of these, specifically in, let's say, Ireland or Britain, uh, where these beings were not diminutive little mischievous beings, but these guys were upwards of 12, 14 feet tall. And
0: they were shiny silver things called the Tuatha de Danan.
1: Right. Which came from Scythia.
0: Right. Um, Here we go with the Scythians again. He's on to the Scythians again, again. Hudson. (laughs) Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm not I'm
1: not a uh, uh what's his name on YouTube. I can't even remember his name now. He's the guy that does all the Scythian stuff. Um uh, uh, Asha Logos. Oh Asha Logos, yeah. 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 Great stuff, but really great stuff. Um, um but yeah, so so these
0: You said something hang on a huge, second, you said something a minute ago. Um about oh shit. And we got on the Scythian thing and I forgot. I ah, continue, go ahead, I'll think about it. <laughs>
1: But yeah, these, these beings throughout history were actually viewed in, as their own race, uh, intelligent and coming from somewhere, and they were well-respected and well-regarded, but that partially came from the idea that they were incredibly powerful, they had their own aspirations, their own ambitions, and they were conquerors in many places. They mm. weren't just sitting in the wilderness hiding at one point, they were actually taking part in the world. Right, But at some point in history, they fell into nature, so to speak.
0: I think some of them were always just part of nature. Like the ones that just like to frolic in the woods and do the the dances in the woods that people end up joining the fairy circle and disappearing, like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, That's different. Those fairies are different than the Tuatha Dé Danann that wanted to help shape the earth. What I was going to say was um, L.A. Marzulli in his Watchers series uh, does a very good bit on fairies and uh, and the nephilim tie-in. Yes,
2: yeah, such um, a great series. I don't. I I haven't watched that series, but it probably has something to do with uh, King James the first in his demonology. Um, he stated that fairies refer to illusory spirits, basically demonic entities that prophesied to, consorted with, and transported the individuals they served. In medieval times, a witch or sorcerer who had a pact with a familiar spirit might receive these services. So they were kind of seen as like what we think of as familiars.
0: Yeah, a lot of times they, well, a lot of times they were. And I think that yeah, that's part of it. Maybe now there you have your, would be like your Tinkerbell type fairy, right? But Tinkerbell type fairy serves a witch or a warlock or a demon, right? Right. And right. that's your familiar. And dude, there's your Peter Pan tie Like, there you go. You have all yeah. All, always- yeah,
1: your are pixie stealing, your mm-hmm. mystical immortal child stealing master. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah,
0: right. Yes, Peter Pan,
1: <laughs> and they fall in with uh, with things as well, like imps and goblins, even.
0: And especially if you look at like the going back to Peter Pan, look at the Lost Boys and the way they dress. Right. Yeah. So,
2: um, another to expand a little bit on the elementals side of it, um. The, the theosophic view of fairies. Mm-hmm. Um, E.L. Gardner wrote that fairies, he, he, he uh, made a metaphor that fairies were like butterflies, uh, but their function was to provide an essential link between the energy of the sun and the plants of earth. Um, he kind of describes them as amorphous, having no clean cut shape, small, um, kind of like hazy. Uh, and they were like they, they were luminous. Um, Clouds of color with a brighter, sparkish nucleus. And uh, his quote is that the that growth of a plant, which we regard as the customary and inevitable result of associating the three factors of sun, seed and soil would never take place if the fairy builders were absent.
0: So he's saying fairies are responsible for the germination of plants.
2: Exactly. Interesting. Like, they're, like Well, elementals, you know, I mean, and, right, and right, right, he right. says fairies, he's referring to like what, like that specifically. That's, um, I mean. So elementals, like basically are magical entities who personify a particular force of nature and exert powers over these forces. Now, so kind of like the consciousness of like a force of nature.
0: Right. So basically what he's saying now, uh, real quick, do you guys consider a seed alive or dead? Alive? You consider a seed alive?
2: I guess. I hadn't really thought about it until now, but... Reinhardt? Yeah. Maybe
1: a maybe a... What would be an al- a living... I would consider it a living organism that has not been fully born yet. It's in a like form a of stasis.
0: Yes. Okay. Yes. It is... Okay. I, that was, I was waiting in for that stasis. one. That's what I... That's what I... Okay. So it is a live thing that is in stasis, but when you add water, just the right amount of moisture... It becomes a living creature, living being. The plant. If you're a vegan, it's a living thing, you know, like plants. But uh, <laughs> well they are. Well they are. No, they are. The trees definitely like they are. They're literally living beings. They have an They have an internet network that is far superior to anything. That we yeah, it's beca- like mind blowing. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. So, but that's the thing. So, is the seed is the seed alive or not? I don't know. It's in stasis, but like, so I'd say it's more alive than dead. Okay, so. Water and the right temperature creates magic, which creates a tree, right? It creates a tomato plant or whatever. Well, a case could be made that it's alchemy, right? Sure, it, it, that's what I'm saying. That's where I'm going with this, Reinhardt. That's what I'm saying. Like, so. Uh-ha. So, gardening is alchemy. Oh my god, dude! What are we doing? I'm germinating all my to be own living plants in under, the woods. Right? We're supposed to just be harvesting the stuff. that We're not supposed to be planting and harvesting. We're we're, we're doing it wrong, man. No, I mean like unironically, maybe unironically, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, maybe it does seem like alchemy now that Reinhardt. The more I look at it, buddy.
1: (laughs) Well, and that I don't know if you were going with this, but where do you think? Why do you think we have garden gnomes? Statues of these beings, right?
0: You put them in your garden to protect your garden from stuff. I need to do that, by the way. Maybe that'll keep. Okay, so now like.
2: If idle hands are the devil's playground, and agriculture makes it so that you free up a lot of your time, Mm -hmm. you know, just saying, it uh could lead to agriculture is the
0: devil's work.
1: Yes, are we saying that? Have we been saying the wrong thing this entire time? Don't get off the grid in Homestead because that's what the Jews actually want you to do.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Go to
3: the woods.
1: (laughs) Oh, my head
0: hurts. No, no, no. It's it's just no, what it is. No, I'm pretty sure you're allowed to do for yourself. Because I watched David. Should be taking. Listen, I watched David the Gnome. I watched David the Gnome. You guys watched David. And Tom Bosley played David the Gnome for many, many seasons. That was a great cartoon. Learned a lot of life lessons. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yes. Okay, I was gonna say because Dogbot's not here to back me up on this. The other, you yes, said right. what you're talking about. Right. Oh, Are you serious? Yes. You don't know David the Gnome, the cartoon that was Tom Bosley, who was like like Mr. Cunningham from like Richie Cunningham's father from from. No, Happy I Days? know
2: Happy Days. Okay,
0: the guy who played the father was the voice of David the Gnome on the cartoon. Okay. I missed this in my
2: research for this
0: episode. It's okay. It's okay. It was some it, it was some research that I didn't post. It was, I was just off the cuff stuff that came out of my head. Uh <laughs> I know, too. <dude. laughs> but I learned I learned a lot. I learned a lot about life lessons from David the gnome. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of sharing, being polite, that kind of stuff, you know, not lying do, and telling you. The well, you know, and, and gardening. And they did a lot of gardening. You know, there was a lot of gardening going on in the show. So they were garden gnomes. And yes. so they garden a good type of gnome, right? They garden. So why shouldn't we, I think it's the commercial farming and stuff. I think farming and that kind of stuff is what's really anti, well, and you can
1: see them, you can see them adding in other natural and unnatural things. They're making an alchemy by, by using all of these different ingredients and creating these just absolutely ridiculous forms of these vegetables and plants that oh, yeah. we would have eaten naturally before.
0: Yeah. But Reinhardt, how would somebody sin against the plants? Talk to Monsanto. They do it every day.
1: They yeah. Every you day.
0: know what I mean? Yeah. You, oh, come on. The, <laughs> the Nephilim sinned against the plants. Yeah. Archer Daniels Midland right there. ADM. Yep. Right, yep. You're, you're Franken, you're Franken corn. Yeah. Well, and now that okay, Bill so- Gates, now that Bill Gates is doing the corn thing. Did you see that? Yeah. Singing the corn song by the way if any if I ever catch corn anybody singing the corn song you're off the show. Like Corn demons are real. That's the real. Yes, that's the song. but I saw I saw the, the like Bill Gates is pushing corn out. He's done with vaccines. He's already got well, what, what do you mean? They didn't get enough people to take the vaccine. Well, they're moving on to the next one. They got a good chunk of the people to get the vaccine. The whole end game, I disagree with Skull's voice message by the way. The end game wasn't to get everybody to take the vaccine. The end game was to get enough people to take the vaccine so that they can get the rest of the people with something else. They're,
2: they're, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. And I I think that they just wanted to gauge how much power oh, and control they had. Really oh, absolutely.
0: Had. Absolutely. It was like, at the point they're like, where they're like, okay, and everybody walk around with their thumb in their butthole. I better put my thumb <laughs> in my butthole. Like, you know what I mean? Like, literally, they're yeah. like, we No, can- they were literally doing anal swabs. They were tests. like, we can get them to do that? Yeah they, yeah, they literally did thumb in the butthole with the anal swabs, right? Yeah. Imagine being the guy that got the anal swab test imagine like, yeah, being yeah, the, I'm the guy fine. that agreed yeah then not the guy well the guy that got it agreed to get it like that's the guy's the yeah, worst sure. no you could have well, said no probably five other guys were like oh really nah dude tyler tyler come on you're up you're up bro no yeah, yeah, yeah you gotta go you're first yep you're the new guy you're first yeah and then the one guy was just like "Ooh, okay no, right he's right the gay guy tyler's gay right oh, that's what course. basically is what we're saying we don't know any tyler here so whoever if your name is tyler we're not talking about you Anyway, Johnny, back to corn, (laughs) back to corn. So uh, corn demons and man. And yeah, and they sin against the plants. Monsanto has poisoned the entire earth's corn supply with its genetically modified corn a few years ago. Oops, we just made that mistake. We accidentally. You can call that guy a freak on a leash. Right. Mm. That was bad. That was that was bad. Dog Bot's Ooh. not here. I'm no, there feeling. was no, there were way, there's way better. There's way, way better you could have done, but the, yes, but, uh, that's the one I thought of. All right. All right. You could have worked. You, you could have worked it in later, but, or something you got, you got to workshop though. Anyway, uh, yeah, that's how you sin against the plants. That you sin against the animals. You have hybrids. You have all. Look at pugs. Pugs are sinning against animals. I feel bad for every pug. Uh, every pug that I ever see is is it's a, constantly drowning. It's a thing that should not be. It's literally a Metallica song. Uh, it is. It is literally a, a genetic experiment gone wrong. They're they're. This is celebration of the deformed. Is what we're doing with this stuff, you know? So, I, but that's the, that's the nephilim, and that's what the fairies are. The fairies are maybe they're doing this. Maybe they're still creating these little you know, breeding farms of dogs. I don't know.
1: Well, and and on the opposite side of that, like Hudson was saying, you know, in terms of the elemental aspect, you have these beings who are placed here almost as guardians. Mm-hmm. They're, they're a personification of this force or a servant of this force of nature, this, you know, specific, mm. whatever it may be, whether it's a river or an ocean or a tree, whatever. Um, and they're placed almost as guardians so that when when something is interfered with by human civilization, uh, there seem to be consequences. Like the famous story of the Swiss gnomes, right? Who lived in the, the mountain right above this town. And uh, people from this town, I guess, got greedy and disrespected the gnomes. And all of a sudden, a flood comes through and destroys the town. Hmm. Um, oh yeah.
0: The Swiss, you say?
1: Yes, the Swiss. Ah, um, yeah.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but there, there seems to be just this... This battle, because I agree with you, Johnny. The the same beings who sinned against the plants and the animals and against humans mm-hmm. uh, in rebellion once before are most likely the same people who were doing this. They're the elite of the people who were doing this, um, right? Right. But then you have these spirits, and in terms of let's say like a Christian worldview, there'd be you know spirits loyal to God and helping to guide His creation, right? Keeping His creation safe to a point, mm-hmm. maybe. I don't know. Um, I, don't so at at this, at point, I don't know at this point. At this point, I don't know. At this point, I have I mean, no There's idea a lot of dichotomy here. Yeah. So when these things are crossed in all of these cultures, there are consequences, right? These things don't seem to be always good and always evil.
0: No, a lot of times they just seems seem to be in equilibrium. Well, they seem to be like a, uh, if we were to pull. Um, classifications like a like a chaotic neutral, a lot of times like they're just yeah. they're, they're just mischievous. They don't they're not really good or bad, you know. A lot of times that's
2: a great way to describe it. Chaotic neutral, just pranks. And they
0: have no they have no
1: qualms about you know uh, uh, pouring out consequences on humans,
2: whether man, woman, or child. Right. Yeah, I wouldn't say that they're evil um, necessarily, but they they. They play rough. They don't. They seem to not understand our limits. Well, uh,
0: maybe. But man. they also when they they play by the rules, like you know when they say, yes. we, we will do this if you do that. We will do this if you don't do that." And they do. Oh, you yeah. Know, if you, yeah, like, you know, they say you have, you know, three wishes or whatever. We'll, get, you know, do this or just don't do this you know, does, yeah. does. No, seem to this, be don't personification,
1: do the thing. You do they seem the to thing be the personification of like facts. Don't care about your feelings.
0: Right. There's that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, cause there's a lot of times with, with fairies and whatever, they'll give you like the fairy godmother, right? The, the, that's that whole thing where they give you things, but they say, you know, but be back by midnight or whatever. Right. And yeah. it's she wasn't back by midnight. Everything turned into back into a fucking pumpkin. All right. Speaking of pumpkins.
2: Yeah. There's a, there's a story about, um, This guy, I believe it was in Wales, and he happened to happen to cross the lady of the lake and he fell in love with her and she fell in love with him. And this is a story of a guy like marrying a fairy. Right. So they they get married. He gets this big dowry, all these cows, all these oxen. You know, they have a good life. But the rule is, you know, he, he can marry her. But if he gives her three unwarranted blows, the marriage is over. And so. He uh, they're at um, they're at a uh, in the kitchen, like just playing around. And he like taps her on the arm, not even like seriously. And she tells him, you know, well, that's the first unwarranted blow, you know. And then years later, they're at a wedding and she starts crying and he kind of like elbows her in the ribs. He's like, don't cry. You know, we're at a wedding. And she's like, I'm crying because. I see all the, the problems that are... Uh, all the troubles that are ahead of them. And that's your second unwarranted blow. And so uh, years <laughs> later, like, that's they're two. at a funeral. Wow. That's, that's years two. Later, yeah, that's two. So years later, they're at a funeral. And she starts laughing at the funeral. And again, he elbows her in the ribs and is like, Hey, cut it out. We're at a funeral. What are you doing? And she's like, I'm crying because... I'm so happy that all of his uh, like all of this guy's troubles are gone. Now, you know, he's he's passed on and I'm crying out of happiness. And that was your third unwarranted blow. So she stands up right then and there and starts walking to the lake and walks in and she calls all of her oxen, all of her cattle, and they follow her into the lake. And now she had been the mother of two sons with this man. and. She only reappeared to them three or four times during the rest of their lives to offer them guidance, but she was gone. He broke the rule.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, there's the rule. The rule was don't don't hit me three times unwarranted. Like, you know, and I guess, you know, elbowing your wife in the ribs at the wedding, being like, shh, don't cry. You know, I guess that, that counts, but uh, yeah, she took everything and left. Well, it was an unwarranted blow. Right, she was, you right. know, crying out of right. But I mean, like, well, they'll they'll do those. You know, we'll give you um, all kinds of riches if you do this, but don't, you know. But I, I can't think of this story off the top of my head. I should have looked it up. But there's one where there was like three brothers, and it was a it was like a bridge troll or something. because those count too as like gnomes or, or? whatever. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, and you know they, these things always seem to a lot of time, not always, but a lot of times seem to like grant wishes or give you things or, you know, status or, uh, the ability to, you know, gain a, a woman or something, you know what I mean? To have a relationship. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, but there's always a catch or there's a rule that you can't break, you know?
1: Well, and I, Oh, go ahead. No, sorry. no, no, you go ahead. I was going to say, I think that's why, uh, Hudson, you mentioned King James demonology. Um, I still have that book. I think I got it out of a storage unit recently. Um, I think that's why in Christian folklore, they are, all of these beings are kind of umbrellaed under a demonic, um, demonic terminology is much like making pacts with demons. You make pacts with these beings to gain something. And those pacts always come with a price that you don't truly see at the time, right? It's the Faustian bargain. Um, The thing that you make, to win or gain a foothold over this being for your own gain but you lose it all and you lose even more i mean it's not always your soul obviously
0: right um no the um, faustian bargain is that's that's what it is it's the faustian bargain
2: yeah yeah it seems kind of like the the king james demonology is very similar to just like the different types of fae in folklore, like uh, it, it's just a different way of classifying them, like as demons, rather. Yeah, than fairy. it's possible too. Yeah,
0: yeah. Actually.
1: Well, I mean the the we we know from the amount of Scotch Irish Anglo uh, Nordic peoples that have come and populated this country over the centuries, um, or did they? Uh, <laughs> they brought their culture, their beliefs, and when Christianity or rather the catholic church made their way north to these islands uh they kind of hit a wall in converting the people and so what they did was meld in a lot of the prevailing beliefs and feasts and even Mm -hmm. some of the gods or demigods into catholicism in order to make it more appealing
0: right and that's not
1: that's that's not like a small brain take. That's just what they did. I mean, that's where purgatory comes from with St. Patrick. Um, <laughs> exactly. You have Irish Irishmen in the 1800s that, you know, there's there a story of a man, I can't remember his name, is in the 1860s, 1870s in Ireland, who believed that his wife of several years had been switched out for a changeling. And after several days of trying to get the changeling to reveal itself and bring his wife back, he ended up burning his wife alive. But he thought until until his dying breath, when he got out of prison and everything, until his dying breath, he believed that she had been swapped out, that he hadn't killed his wife, that he had
2: killed this fae, this changeling. Uh, Yeah, the changeling stuff is I I almost forgot about that. But changelings are a big aspect of the fairy lore, especially in the British Isles.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, Stealing children and swapping
2: them out. Oh, yeah. There's a story of um, a lady who uh, I believe her husband had died and she had twins Um, or her husband was out of town or something. She had twins. And uh, I guess one night she had like thrown a pot of boiling water out the window without telling the fairies first. And that night, like I guess she was like cooking or I think when she went to sleep, maybe the next day she woke up and her two children Like we're uh, still in the crib, but they were obviously, you know, a little different, but she, she wasn't sure about it yet. Um, And a traveler stopped by her house. So she left to go buy supplies to make clothes for the, for the babies and asked this traveler if he would watch the children. So while she's gone, as soon as she leaves these little children, like babies stand up, jump out of the crib and just start causing mayhem around the house, like absolutely wreaking havoc you know, uh, just turning over pots and pans, throwing things, flipping tables. And as soon as their mom gets back close to the house, they just jump back in the crib like nothing happened. So the guy, you know, tells her, uh, you know, what had gone on. And she's like, oh, no, it's changelings. And they had to go consult with like, some hermit guy that, you know, knew a lot about fairies. And he was able to tell them, what to do. And so they had to like heat up the lid of a pot over a fire until it was red hot and then hold it over the top of these babies. And it's like, well, what if you're wrong? You know, like, well, what if these aren't changelings? But right. in this case it worked and the changelings jumped up and ran out of the house. And the next day her children were returned to her. That's one of those literal old wives tales. Yeah, no, yeah. It, it's definitely, uh, but, like kind of an old wives tale but I mean um, well literally it's an old wives tale but it'll um, like it gives an example at least of what the changelings like what they do and like the reason why they're even a thing it's like usually they'll replace like sickly or naughty uh fairy children with the real children
0: right well there's a lot of yeah there's a lot of stories about kids getting kidnapped by Faye in the British Isles especially Ireland
1: yeah, oh, yeah. well and I think uh, you bring you bring up replacing the sickly or weak or misbehaved fairy children or fae children uh, with the real children. They bring them over, and I don't know if you misspoke or if, you know or if you didn't, but it's true. Um, I think that with the breeding of these races, because think about it: if these are a hybrid race. Uh, from their from their outset, from their origin, they have been driven into hiding of sorts, right? And they are they're breeding amongst themselves or uh, marrying a man or a woman outside of their culture, not that often. So they don't have a very large pool to pull from. So with that, you bring genetic deformities and things from this hybrid race. So what are you going to do? Steal healthy children? bring them into your fold, bring them into that pool so that you can get a better breeding. Um,
2: I don't know, a uh, result.
3: <laughs> hmm.
2: So there's yeah, the bringing like well, from humanity that tries to add to their gene pool for survival.
0: Where have we heard this before? Huh. Yeah, there's that. <laughs> the, uh, it's almost like, it's almost like it happens in different parts of society too. Um, <laughs> There is a huge wasp on the window. Wow.
2: They heard you. Yeah, dude, the fairies sent that.
0: Yeah, I know. Like, this don't dude say too walking much. Walking around on the glass. I am like ten feet away. But Johnny, what's your kid's nickname? What's that?
1: Have you been changed out? What's oh, your no. kid's nickname? Have you been changed out? Are you still Johnny? Oh, I'm fine. <laughs> um
0: But No, but for real, there's sounds... a giant wasp just flew from somewhere and landed on the window in front of me. Wow. Oh man. Yeah. Kill it. I didn't know there was still wasp season. It's freaking October. That is weird. Yeah. He's trying to get warm. Right.
1: You know, this stealing of children and uh, abduction of humans, basically, this does call to mind two things. One that we mentioned already in the show and another people may may be thinking about already, but there's also the alien abduction phenomenon. Yes, sir where we know throughout history that people have recorded beings coming from other places and taking adults or children. Right. And you know impregnating them and taking those children or in you know gray alien lore, taking extracting the fetuses or extracting sperm. Uh, all of this seems to be in the same exact vein. Uh, But also, it seems to fit into why so many people seem to be disappearing under completely ridiculous, seemingly impossible circumstances out in nature.
2: Yes, there's definitely a, a correlation between fairy lore and the missing 411. Um, these people kind of just like disappear um, in Boulder Fields specifically, there's a high number of them in near water. And um, both cases, like that's well-known areas that fairies reside. Um, and, you know, the stories that we've already talked about of people going off into the fairy world and thinking they're gone for five minutes, but it's really been a year, you know, are some of these missing people off in this fairy world and they think they've only been gone a day or two, you know, but really they'll pop up in 18 years or something, you know, now, um, those are the
1: people that return.
2: <laughs> yeah. The, the ones that actually do return, right? Yeah. Most of them don't No, Many of them don't. Most of them don't, but, but, but that's kind of what I'm saying is that like, perhaps they haven't returned yet.
0: Yeah, There's but, also that they haven't so returned true. yet and they're yeah. And to them it's like five minutes. That was that story of the, the the two guys in Ireland. Walking home from work, right? One guy. Or they hear music from up the hill, up in the woods. Oh, yeah. And the one guy's like, um, I'm going to go check that out. It's been a while since I've uh, been to a party and whatever. It sounds like fun. And his buddy's like, no. he. he I guess he just gotten married. He's like, no, I'm going to go home to the new wife, you know, go do new married stuff. And the other guy's like, all right, well, I'll see you tomorrow at work. And uh, he never showed up. And he disappeared. And it had been like a year and the last person that had seen him was his buddy who was fr- newly married so he was the only person that had seen him so they assumed that he killed him i guess so he got arrested um, for uh for murder or kidnapping or whatever and he was in jail and then but he didn't do it right he had like he's like i didn't do it I, he we he heard music and disappeared and they're like well that's bullshit so anyways he's 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 under arrest so the wife goes to who did she go to? She went to go like this, a, hermit you, a hermit. Yeah, some hermit guy. guy, right? Some some old, some old like pagan hermit dude who knows all about the woods. So she tells him uh, uh, what what her husband had said. So he he goes up and they go up to the woods and they see the fairy circle and they're dancing and they see the guy. I guess his name was Dick. He was in the circle dancing. And this has been like a couple two years now. The husband was about to go to the gallows to get hung for the murder of this guy. So they pull him, the old man pulls him out of the circle and he swears for the rest of his life that he had only been gone for five minutes. And it had been like two years. He even looked
2: up at the sky and was like, look, it's still daytime. So to him, the sky, it it never even got dark.
0: Oh yeah, because it was like the same time of day when they pulled him out of the circle. Exactly. Right. So, I mean, that's probably like a lot of the missing 411 stuff. Like when, when people disappear from one place... And they show up, you know, an impossibly soon, you know, like way too short of a period of time to be somewhere else where they're at. You know, they're like 41 miles away and it had only been like a day and a half. There's no way somebody could have like walked that over those hills, you know, with with no uh, as at five years old. Right. But they find them there somehow. Well, the fairies took them there.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's there's stories of fairies um, flying people really far distances there is a guy who um claimed to have been carried by fairies across the ocean to witness his mother's like last rites and her death it was a guy who had moved to canada um i believe from ireland and he was laying there with his wife and you know he had told her that sometimes at night he gets carried off and she you know she didn't really believe him but um one night he came back you know and showed up and she was like, well, where, where have you been? And he was like, I got carried off. My mother just died. And she was like, what the hell? So she goes to the priest and gets the priest to write a letter to the like postmaster of that town back in Ireland and to find out. And uh, it turns out that, yes, his mother had died the night that he went to see her, that he claimed to have gone and see her. And, you know, they're across the Atlantic Ocean from each other.
0: Hmm. Interesting yeah he went i i I heard that one too. Excuse me <clears throat> i inhaled I inhaled coffee earlier this morning, and oof. it's been bothering me like all day. Ugh,
1: it was hot. yeah, that sucks. yeah, I need to make another pot of coffee I'm one pot down.
0: oh no <laughs> um you know uh, Hudson, you posted that book, the uh, Types of Fay. Yes. Yes. With uh, the fairy on the cover and the girl who wrote it. The pe- I'm Amanda, the peculiar brunette, and I'm an atheist pagan.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. I saw that earlier. Yeah. I write about combining paganism with science and history, numerology, and animal symbolism.
2: Okay. Um, you know who created all that, sweetheart?
0: Right. Right. No, no there's no God. Chance. God.
2: Yeah. It's just like
0: magic. Science.
2: Reason. Yeah.
0: It was science. Now, how can you be an atheist pagan?
2: I, that's It's it's a conundrum.
0: Right. Uh, so. it's,
1: to me, it just sounds like you worship science, but you don't think science is... I don't
2: know. I don't know. You think know. you're I don't too know. smart to actually believe in anything.
0: No, but pagan implies Odin and stuff. Not necessarily no, know, like Norse but paganism, like she's- but like...
2: I think she's saying that those are just natural earth spirits or something, and it's not actually a god. But I don't know because it makes no fucking sense.
1: <laughs> right? Because yeah, like being a pagan is really just like the legitimate definition of being a pagan is uh, an adherent of like a polytheistic religion. Yeah. Right. That's I mean, the whole point. A point heathen, a heathen, some kind of nature who to, like Yeah. A heathen would be somebody who adheres to like the Norse religion. Like there are words for right. for these right. nature religions, but you
0: can't be an atheist pagan. It's just uh, these people are all retarded.
2: Yeah, she seems particularly. Um, I can't.
0: Th- I can't even think of a. I can't even think of an oxymoron. She looks like she would drink pumpkin cold brew. Oh, bro, yeah. those eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> ugh. Oof. she's got crazy eyes the most definitely
1: she is all the way to the right on all the way to the bottom right of the hot
2: crazy scale <laughs> yeah.
0: she was probably really cute in high school
2: yeah she probably she might have been yeah maybe anyways You're on um the cover of the book uh,
1: yeah. i mean that's that's a different story <laughs> 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 so when it comes to these beings we know that disappearances um destruction of nature or disrespecting yeah, their um, environment are a big deal right and this goes for all fey folk gnomes goblins whatever
2: um hey real quick um before we move on like th- with the alien abduction thing just one more thing i oh, wanted sure. to mention there um a lot of uh the the thought around that Um, I believe this is like Jacques Vallée's uh, take on it is that these uh, alien abductions and like fairy abductions are, are the same thing um, and that they appear to us differently based on our cultural context. And that could uh, account for like the discrepancy in their appearance between accounts, you know, around the world. I mean, that makes Um, a lot of sense. Yeah, I just wanted to mention that also. Oh yeah.
0: Jacques Vallée's theories, that one, that one I like a lot. That makes a lot of sense. And because the cultural differences, you know, are there. And like we were saying earlier, there are uh, there are tales of Faye in every culture and they're all completely uh, the same, but they all look completely different. So there's, you know, they're not exactly the same, but they're similar enough to where it's most likely the exact same thing with just cultural differences.
2: Yeah. Exactly. There and may I even think, be some kind of genetic component to it mm, as well.
0: There's yeah, there's that.
1: Yeah. Well, and I think it really owes to the age of this race of beings, however long lived each individual being may be. We don't know. I mean but I think it owes to the the age, the long-suffering patience and the knowledge that this race has, that they and I, I think it's correct that they do appear. However, they need to, based on the culture and technology, um, because today you have things like Hudson, you and I were talking about a couple of days ago, uh, the supposed Eisenhower pacts, you know, that was made with, with these Nordic, you know, 14 foot tall, uh, perfect Nordic ethereal beings, uh, that ended in, well, the allowance of child abductions or just
2: abductions period by these beings. supposedly supposedly Supposedly. right supposedly that could could have been a reason for what you were talking about earlier like they need new genes to breed with
0: right well yeah and they well they talk about that a lot in hollywood uh what was the movie a boy and his dog after the mud flood after the mud flood they needed to bring in they lived under underground for so long that they needed to bring in fresh meat oh yeah they brought don johnson well, and,
1: I, and I think underground and interdimensional are in many ways, synonymous and syn, or, yeah, synonymous. Yeah.
2: I agree. Yeah. yeah.
1: Which is, which is where I think when we're talking about things like gnomes or goblins, kobolds, things that live you know, in mountains or under the earth. Um, I think it's the same exact thing and whatever realm these guys are inhabiting, whether you want to call it hell or something else, right. Maybe. Right. Um, they certainly have an affinity for this Earth. I think that is quite clear. Oh, it's they have theirs. an affinity for this Earth, yeah. and maybe a dual kind of hatred and need of us.
0: Um, I think a lot of times, yeah, no, I, I think you're right. That it's definitely their, like, this is their world. You know what I mean? They think They think, it, they is, think it is at least. They think it is right. They're the guardians of this, or in in a lot of places, or they were. At one point, you know, um, a lot more than they are now. Supposedly, and that's also also legend. A lot of that is legend and lore. So, right, right. But also, I mean, it's it's very similar legend and lore in a lot of different societies and cultures throughout (laughs) history. Is that due to the fact that it's just the same crew writing the history for everybody? (laughs) Or it's all coming out, it's all coming out, you know, there's one thing with different translations, you know, how you can click. At the at the bottom of the website, you can get different translations of the website. Maybe that's what it is. Just books.
1: I think it's a little bit of all of it. A little bit of all of it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, if you're gonna go there, everything's a simulation. Where do these guys fit into the simulation, too? But anyways, that's that's let's let's take a break. Actually, we're at like an hour. This is good. Yeah. This this is good. Like I said, like I said, this is this is probably gonna end up being uh, a series because there's so much stuff to talk about when it comes to the Fae.
2: I mean, there really is. There's been stuff jumping into my mind that I'm like, uh, do we have 30 minutes to go on a tangent right now? Uh, you know, like yes. it's <laughs> a very deep topic.
0: Yeah. So we're going to take a break and listen to some music. We'll be back. I'm still Johnny with Reinhardt and Hudson. talk about fairies and gnomes. And it's not like weird, you know. Uh I'm not talking about the Smurfs. <laughs> what are the Smurfs? Right, Reinhardt the, the Smurfs? Dude, the Smurfs are
2: Smurfs are satanic. They're yeah. Nephilim. Yeah, they're yeah, nephilim the, the, nephal- the
0: Smurfs nephal- are uh, homunculi. Homunculi? Okay, so they're there you go. They're a creation of a of a wizard. There you
1: go. Yes. Well, right. and and one of them, I mean, Smurf Fed is the same thing as the the whore queen of heaven as isis as ishtar inanna yeah. disgusting whoa.
2: man whoa wow
1: smurfette is a succubus
2: again folks we are not schizophrenic <laughs> no
1: <laughs> no yeah, right. babe I, prom- I promise i promise i will get all religious at thanksgiving
2: yeah, right. two drinks later
1: <laughs> Smurfette, Smurfette is, a is the whore, whore of demon.
0: Babylon. <laughs> yeah, Smurfette is, Smurfette is the whore of Babylon. Jesus
1: Christ. <laughs> Except for us, it doesn't require any alcohol.
2: It just right. happens. Right. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> I believe Actually requires I believe the not problem. taking any medication. Yeah, I
0: believe the phrase is meds schizo now. So, yeah. <laughs> no, I will hold those in
1: the roof of my mouth.
0: That's right. Spit them out. Well, yes you spit the meds out you always spit the meds out um yeah. <laughs> and we don't we don't believe in taking meds around here we're not just anti-vax we're anti-meds we're we're yes. very much pro lifting weights and eating properly and taking care of yourself that way
1: let me tell you if there's is any is if there is any plant given by god it is the sweet potato that is my med. <laughs> <net. laughs>
0: okay that's true too also onions in your socks
1: Onions everywhere, just everywhere.
0: No, I mean, no, no. The whole, uh, I don't know. I heard, I don't know what happened, but I heard that somebody had a meltdown over onions in your socks or something like. It's like an old timey, very old timey, uh, holistic way of detoxifying your body. Okay. Like putting, kind like using,
1: kind of like using sliced lime as deodorant.
0: I guess, yeah, mm. yeah, I guess. But no, you put. um You put onions in a pair of socks, you put them on your feet, and you sleep in them with the onions on the bottom of your feet at night, overnight, and it like draws toxins out of your body through your feet. Right. That's, don't, don't, don't don't even
1: give me that. You know, it's because the sleep paralysis demon is going to crawl up from under your bed. He's going to smell your feet and be
0: like, oh my God. Yeah. It's to protect, yes, from the feet demon coming to sneak pictures of your feet while you're sleeping. <laughs> so no, it's, listen, it's, it's a holistic thing. I don't know if it's like a Russian or Polish or something. It's some, it's some old, like definitely white persons, like, you know, like holistic Nana or some of the Oma or some other. It's babushka, it's babushka mythology. Yeah. It's what's well, not mythology. It's just stuff that was done before there was modern medicine. You know, I mean, before, it must work. Uh, yeah i guess it works. solutions for dummies well it's like then you look in the morning and, and the onions have like turned like black from pulling the pulling the toxins yeah. out of your feet right and you just throw them out you throw them out you don't doing something don't why, no, you why, throw not, them out. why waste it just fry all the
1: toxins okay, out. stop
0: stop so i'm just saying then you just throw the onions away and which does tell you a little bit about onions like what they i mean are onions even good for you to eat if that's what they do they draw toxins out of your body like that like you ever do, you ever do the thing with coca cola where you pour like a coke in a glass and you take like a uh, like a penny like a dirty penny or something and you dip it in and you pull it out it's a brand new shiny imagine what's doing to your insides i mean that's an onion though oh well no, okay no i know i'm just saying like what's was meme uh no literally nobody it's like every slavic <laughs> recipe and there's like 10 pans of sliced onions on the stove <laughs> <laughs> i mean i
1: i like onions as much as the next guy but uh.
0: No, I'm just. But anyways, what I'm saying is, is I heard somebody somebody had a meltdown. Some faggot had a meltdown over onion socks, and like what? that's that's a reason. That's a reason why people are schizo is onion socks.
1: Why? What? Yeah. Why would somebody have a? Is this like it's a breaking like, the keyboard
2: situation? I I believe so. It probably is. It probably yeah, is it's like it's like getting mad about seed oil or like raw milk
1: i mean i am mad about seed oil but
2: i'm, I'm mad, mad about people. It. Yeah.
0: no i'm mad, mad that people about won't people stop being taking. mad about it yeah, right. mad about i'm it. just people mad that
1: people mad. won't listen <laughs> yeah you know so i'm mad about oil. raw milk because i can't get raw milk very easily
0: no i have to drive exactly. i have to drive to a farm that has a sign that says for uh for veterinary use only and i have to put it in containers that are marked for veterinary use only
1: now, according I can get to our it. atheistic, I can get according it. to our atheistic Edomite government, I mean, wouldn't we be animals? Therefore, wouldn't we fall under veterinary use?
0: Didn't somebody just do that? Didn't somebody just win a court case by doing something like that?
1: If they Whoa. did, then I, I tip my coffee to them.
0: It was something- what,
2: what would be the pagan atheist
0: perspective on that?
2: Uh, <laughs>
1: uh, I don't know. Let's let's build an altar
2: and consult our dead mothers.
0: Come, oof, yeah. That's the consensus of the atheist pagans.
2: It It is interesting that like the the old folklore, the fairy folklore, like one of the things that people said was like, the longer you stare at a fairy, you realize that it's like your dead neighbor. Hmm. See,
1: I've I've heard that in passing before, but I haven't. Let me
0: see if I can find where i Yeah, I'm how at. does that, yeah, what? what yeah. the longer you stare at a fairy, the more yeah. you realize so it it's says, like one of your dead neighbors. One,
2: it says right here, one belief held that fairies were spirits of the dead. This derived from many factors common in various folklore and myths. Um, the Irish Sea Day origin of their term for fairies were ancient burial mounds deemed dangerous <laughs> to eat food. Uh, they were associated with fairyland and Hades, uh let me see. One that's tale a recounted a man, man caught by the fairies who found that one here it is. One tale recounted a man caught by the fairies who found that whenever he looked steadily at a fairy it appeared as a dead neighbor of his. This theory was among the more common traditions related although many informants also expressed doubts.
0: Maybe in like places where you people live generationally, you know, and that's like old man Roberts like the fairies, like Old Man Roberts, and everybody knew Old Man Roberts because the Roberts lived across the street for, ever, you know. Maybe, I don't know. Yeah, maybe yeah, that's I what. Think... It was, but like, that'd be more akin to ghosts as opposed to fairies, in my opinion. Which, I mean, again, they're somewhat ethereal creatures or beings or what what have you. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I've never really associated fairies with being with being spirits of the dead. Me either. Yeah, I, I always thought I never, fairies were like I have... no, go, go, ahead. go ahead. Go
3: ahead.
0: I was gonna say fairies always I always associate fairies with nature, um with doing or doing the baiting of like wizards or witches or whatever. You know?
2: Well I think so, like it, it ties into that whole St. Patrick thing about uh purgatory. Mm, you know, like these are yeah these are spirits that haven't been able to move on and like this is kind of what purgatory is it's just manifesting in and out of this world
0: well hold um, on a second he, he was t- he took the pagan idea the Irish pagan idea of of uh your your soul not an underworld
2: yeah an underworld
0: right an underworld right. and turned it into that's where you go when you're waiting to get into heaven right yeah or where if, you're, yeah if your if soul has to be
2: if right. you are good enough to get into heaven, but not evil enough to get into hell,
0: right? But like, but he took like a legitimate lore and yeah. added added yeah. some added little, a Christian. And it was like a religious. And, it, and this isn't. Yeah.
1: And two things: uh, Saint Patrick was not a Christian moron or a Catholic moron who was just like trying to trying to equate one thing with another in order to market. Saint Patrick was a druid himself. Mm-hmm at one point he was educated in the, the lore and mysticism of the Celtic Druids. So he knew that doctrine and belief very, very well.
0: Right. So this wasn't just something that he was just postulating as, as like, um, he wasn't using it as like a marketing technique. Yeah. I'm trying to think of like something to tie it into like yeah. Scientology or something, he didn't pull yeah. it out of his eyes. Right. There's that. Yeah. Um,
1: no. So he, he was very well versed in that lore, which I mean, there's a lot more to St. Patrick. We'll oh, we might yeah. have to do an episode on him because uh, well, well, he's actually, supposed to be
0: Nephilim actually.
1: Yeah, ex- exactly. Well, in his, his tradition of, or his upbringing in the Druidic tradition uh, goes straight back to the mystery schools of Egypt. And yep. for some Atlantis, mm-hmm. which yeah, to, absolutely. which to some uh, like, what's his name? The Irish, Irish Phoenicians. Um, Conor McDari. Yes. With Conor McDari. Irish and Atlantean, same thing. Mm
0: -hmm. Oh, by the way, speaking of Atlantean, there's a new book that's being put out um, by the people who do the Barnes Review, well, by the Barnes Review, but their publishing company. It's called Survivors of Atlantis, Their Impact on World Culture. It's a Frank Joseph book. Oh, I like Frank Joseph's.
1: I want that book. I want that book. That is relevant to my interests.
0: It is not out yet, I think, or is it out? No, it's out now because it's on here. Okay, well, I'll have to get us copies.
1: All right. It's Frank Joseph. Um. I love
0: his stuff, dude.
1: (laughs) And- Uh, So one thing that I'm thinking of as far as like Fae and the spirits of the dead, gnomes, these kinds of beings, uh, one thing that always has struck me, and as soon as I found that other people had made the connection, it it made perfect sense in my mind, is you've mentioned Boulderfield several times on the show, or on this episode, Hudson, how those are connected with a lot of these disappearances, with uh, visions of the Fae, with you know, where they tend to gather out in nature. Um, These boulder fields, these standing stones, these stone circles, dolmens, whatever you want to call them. They don't just appear on the British Isles. They don't just appear in Europe. They're all over the world. They're here in America and they're, they're in the near East as well. And what they are, especially in the near East, they are the graves of giants. They're the graves of giant sorcerer kings. And these grave sites were used in uh, rituals. Many times they were near what was called threshing floors, which would be used to contact the spirits of the dead kings, the dead giant kings that were in the underworld. So
0: I have a question real quick. Yeah. Okay. So, they're you know they wanted to contact the dead giant kings right mm-hmm. for what
1: they would so what they would do is ask for wisdom strength knowledge et cetera. Et cetera. i they mean like also, is, uh ask they could also petition them to curse their enemies
0: um okay
1: just like, i just I was like i just wanted to like what was
0: it like so you're calling up this dead guy this dead giant guy has been dead for thousands of years like wh- wh- what do you want you know like they're asking okay they're asking for like wisdom and so like they they're they consider them gods basically
1: yeah they would they would typically be placed among a pantheon in, in a certain regard especially in shamanistic religions and that's yeah. and that's where we're getting into the ancestor worship and right that is a portion of this hidden folk lore especially when you get into some of the more modern interpretations mm-hmm. um Hudson, you've, you've given us a lot from Terrence McKenna, uh, who, I mean, that's, that's partially, would you say that's probably the biggest part of his research is kind of
2: what we may think of as the spiritual realm or fey realm? I mean, for lack of a better term, I mean, yeah, basically like he, he's kind of like a psychedelic pioneer, um, who did a lot of. I guess the best term would be like research on consciousness and um different altered states that you can reach uh through plant medicine through like holistic breathing techniques um which or, we sorry, know we're all in breathing use, which we know we're all in use by several of these cultures absolutely i mean this this stuff is pretty ancient, and um he said that you know for him it was the most reliable way to you know prove that there is a spirit world and um mm-hmm. he he focused a lot of time uh around DMT and he was one of the first people that really brought the DMT experience to the public and um yeah do we want to start talking about that a little bit and his conception of elves and the fairy realm
0: sure yeah, go ahead. right. I mean, what was uh, we're done with that last part?
2: <laughs> okay, cool.
0: Well, he uh,
2: he basically thought of it uh, like when you smoke DMT, your consciousness is like moving into a higher dimension. You know, you're bursting through this like membrane, and there you'll find these like little elf things that can appear as you know, like little jokers or one thing that's consistent is that they're very, like, merry. Um, they 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 play rough. They understand that you're a human, but they don't really understand your limits as a human. Um, they are trying to show you things. Uh, they're very tricky. And they basically fit the description of fairies from folklore. Uh, these beings that you can reliably encounter by ingesting dmt
0: through you know inhalation or through ayahuasca right um, there's yeah there's several different ways of doing it um oh no they're talking about doing drugs i mean i'm not advocating anyone do drugs no, we're just telling you uh, this I mean, is how this is telling you like how the research yeah this is how the research exists. was done yeah this is how the research yeah. was done, that's, that's yeah,
2: this
1: is research was done. telling you I mean, how the sausage was made we're not telling you to eat it
0: yeah
3: yeah
1: no
2: um
0: Nobody's telling you, nobody's, uh, nobody's doing a Joe Rogan thing. Joe Rogan is like the world's biggest DMT salesman that doesn't actually sell it. You know what I mean? Well, other than Terrence McKenna. Yeah, no, but Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan's probably. Yeah, probably nowadays you're right. Joe Rogan's got more, Joe Rogan's got more, uh, more views. He's, you know, he's.
2: Well, for anyone unfamiliar with Terrence McKenna, he's the guy that basically like, you know, ultimately kind of convinced Joe Rogan to do DMT, like right. Joe Rogan kind of getting into his stuff, you know? And right, right. He, he hooked up with,
0: yeah. Well, I mean, don't forget Joe Rogan, like his whole entire television career as an actor, because he is an actor in case you guys forget. um, He, uh, his, his first role was as the conspiracy theorist janitor on news radio.
2: So, yeah, I, I forget about that sometimes.
0: Yeah. So like,
2: yeah, he started out,
0: he's an actor. Everyone don't forget Joe Rogan's an actor. Not just a comic, he's an actor.
2: No, he is definitely also an actor for sure. But um and he podcasts.
0: So uh it's like yeah, he also does this on the side. No, but uh yeah, Terrence McKenna is where the whole DMT culture came out of. He was the original pioneer in, in the, the DMT uh culture experience, whatever whatever you want to call it. Um there was a lot of other people. That had been doing the LSD, you know, experiments and and uh, doing psilocybin experiments, you know, doing like microdosing and that kind of stuff. But he's kind of like the pioneer in the DMT field, and then Joe Rogan just kind of took it and went with his huge podcast, and that's how so many people know about it now. So
2: yep, plus the memes, pretty much exactly plus the memes. That's so that's crazy, bro. Like, <laughs> if you look through it in the uh, the way Terrence McKenna looks at it, it's like you know, consciousness and, well, all matter uh, in our reality here. We vibrate, you know, uh, we're, we're energy that's constantly vibrating. And, you know, basically these beings are of a higher vibration or lower. And when we expand our consciousness, we're able to perceive them. Otherwise, they're like outside of the infrared spectrum most of the time. And so when they do appear in our reality they can't be here very long but they either lower or heighten their vibration enough to appear physical to us um for for the moment i don't believe he ever encountered any f- like physical elves or fairies as far as i remember from like listening to his lectures but um he could reliably contact him through the use of psychedelics and, and mushrooms also included in that you know high high doses of mushrooms in a dark room um he said would facilitate contact with these entities as well um and most of their descriptions i think fall within the categorization of fae. well
0: we've we've talked about the the dmt elves being um nephilim disembodied nephilim spirits and uh possibility that could be being, one of the things there right right i mean they don't have to be they don't have to be two different things <laughs> you know what i mean those yeah that, no that, that they, doesn't necessarily yeah that could be the same thing
2: exactly um it could also be creations of like the watchers or the nephilim you sure. know that exist in a, a different realm like their servants
0: or something you know. Well Could what's the deal do what, is, what is it we only see like what like 15% of the actual spectrum or something like that. No
2: exactly yeah. and like I mean I can I can speak about my own experience you know for a little bit here Um, and I can say like I, I have experimented with DMT in the past and uh, I mean it you do come across beings that are definitely seem to be not just made up in your head because they're so outlandish it's not something you could possibly come up with um the elves specifically i i've seen these little elves and like when i saw them i mean i've seen a couple different kinds like the 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 one uh the one the first time they were like these little things that looked like they were made out of clay like but they were shaped like elves and they were like just like speaking and creating like just noises, like syllables and vibrations and their vibrations that they were making were like manifesting these weird objects that they were trying to show me. And they're like, watch, this is how you can do it. And they were like manifesting these weird objects. And I'm just like, I couldn't understand what they were trying to do. So that's one experience I've had. I, uh, that was, strange and i had like no context for it really um at the time but now that i've learned more about like elf folklore and fairy folklore like i can totally see how they would be intimately related
1: you know real quick hudson you mentioned that they're making all these strange sounds and these sounds seem to conjure things yes it sounds very similar to me uh, to Tolkien's idea of magic in Middle-earth among the elves. Uh, because yes. Magic in his lore is primarily created through song. And what is song, if not just vibration?
2: Mm-hmm. Well, exactly. And, I, and Eastern religion's foundational principle is that like the beginning of the universe is this om... Right, that sound them, is sound like, like what is the vibration which all matter kind of like coalesces around and it's keeping things together. So like and, and honestly, on DMT, you can like it's you can see it mm-hmm. like you see the syntax behind the vibration, if that makes any sense. Like the the, the background noise that we don't even really perceive in our normal state of consciousness becomes like overwhelming and you can parse the various frequencies within it and almost zoom in on those frequencies and see that they're made up of syllables and that's what the elves were using to manifest these objects on this uh, you know fairy world astral plane whatever you want to call it. it it is a totally different place than our normal everyday reality for sure
0: yeah when you when you do the whole break through the membrane, like Terrence McKenna yeah. says, when you, when you break through, uh, you close your eyes. Yes. You close your eyes and break through and you, and everything is, everything is inside your head or is it, or is it? Cause it's huge. in there. It? Or it's huge in there, man. When you, I, have, I mean, I have, it's been a very long time, but I have, I have done the whole, uh, see the machine elves and have an experience with them. The one time I told you this, I think the first time it happened to me, uh, that I ever broke through. I had been drinking, and it's DMT and alcohol together is a bad combination. Yeah. Bad uh, combo. Yeah, and it made me made me sick. And I broke through, and I was there, and I could see them, and they were coming towards me, and, and I started to get nauseous, and they started laughing, and they did the 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 thing that some people talk about, where they they do like the where they'll say a word and they'll laugh, and they'll say another word, Then they'll laugh. You know? Yep. Then they look at him. Yep. <laughs> Oh, I've had
2: experiences like yeah. that myself.
0: And and they're laughing and pointing, and I'm like, "Hang on a second, hang on, hang on." And I'm like, "I got to puke," and I ran into the bathroom, and they're like running, they're like laughing and pointing at me as the I kids running. chasing
1: you and laughing.
0: They're not chasing; they're running yeah. away. They're like, "Fuck this guy! Oh, okay. He's gonna throw up." He's like, "He's not gonna be any fun." Let's give you know, like, he, yeah. That was that was a long time ago, and yeah, then that- um, I never, I I never did it while drinking ever again. I was made sure because. No, well, the only other time I ever saw it was like during a time when I was drinking.
2: <laughs> you, know, you know, unless I mean, you could have totally taken that as like a message to like
0: quit drinking so much, right? And I, d- well, I did. Yeah, when I was I was there pretty drunk. Go. I was pretty drunk, and buddy of mine broke it out at a party, and he had like the whole uh vaporizer set up for it, so you could like vape it across. He had some sort of material that didn't burn, but he could you know heat it up, and and you would vape it through like a rig or whatever. And I was like, all right.
1: You know, the anyway. idea—the idea of these things too, um, being mischievous, creating songs, uh, oh, yeah. laughing, and dancing, that kind of thing—it also kind of ca- calls back to the dancing circles of these fairies that people oh, yeah. would mm-hmm. actually stumble across in the woods. To me, it's like the exact same thing; just seems far more horrifying yeah. than well, um, <laughs> a bunch of ethereal beings dancing in the woods. Well, that's the story. Yeah, no,
0: uh, go ahead. John. I like, that's the story we were talking about earlier with the guy. Uh, the two guys that were coming home from work. He just heard, he heard a party going on. He heard music. He heard, you know, a a dancing circle and he went there, he joined their circle and disappeared for two years. You know, that's, yeah, that's
2: one thing I'll say about at least the DMT experience in these entities. Um, Not all of them, because there's really strange ones, but um, you will find some that it's all, it's so much fun. It looks like a cartoon. Like you're just, Everything looks like they're, it's just so much fun, you know it's what like I mean? And they're party. just merry and they're, they're like cartoonishly merry, you know. And like, I, I mean, I've seen them just being hilarious, dude, like making fun of me, like I'm trying to be serious and ask questions in the spirit world. And they're just like, Yeah, no, okay, buddy, like making me feel stupid. And, and like laughing at me and like taunting me until I realized like, okay, I got to stop taking myself so seriously thinking that I'm going to get answers from smoking DMT. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> you're not going to get like deep answers straight to your, at least no, I really dude, you just have to
0: times. You just have to get um, that ego death, get the ego. Yeah. Mouth. You're yeah. like,
2: and and it, you can get beneficial stuff from it. I mean, <laughs> no, you can. You know, you, I not, mean, you
0: can, I mean, I look, I'm not, I'm not advocating. No, I'm not advocating. advocating any that kind of I'm just, like giving you
2: the the full spectrum, you know, another weird uh, thing that happens is, and, and it relates to the fairy world also. And uh, you know, the lady in the lake type thing um, there can be a seductive quality to some of these entities. Like mm-hmm. some of them are beautiful, like just like impossibly beautiful um, Bonk. and, and Bonk. It, it, it's like a seductive quality there. And you know, it's, at the time, it feels like, oh yeah, this is awesome. But then it's like, you know, what are the implications of that? Like, what are you seducing me?
0: Well, the succubus for? is, you know, can fall into that too. Because succubus is like the hot demon that comes at you, yeah. you know, in the middle of the night, or
2: even like mermaids in in some ways sure. too. Sirens, sirens, sirens. such yeah, a exactly. horny DMT jail. And, and what you were saying too, Reinhardt, about um the songs and stuff like that, like that is a, that is a component of it. It's like you you. You can hear them like singing like singing things it's more than just speaking like they're singing it so that that was a good thing to point out right there because like yeah that was definitely a big component of it
0: well and that and that's how like you were saying that's how the elves do magic it's all just it's just vibrations of you know noises in their throat and exactly becomes, and that, that's also big, magic
2: the freemasonry too like mm-hmm. a lot of their lore talks about that <laughs> speaking things into existence. I thought it was funny sad.
0: listen uh, when when McKenna talks about like when he when the machine elves try to talk to you and it's just like syllabic noise. And he tries to yeah. do it. Like he does the thing where he where he does I'm not gonna do it because it's really weird. But uh it's hilarious. I, I, I get a chuckle every time he does yeah, it. Yeah, there's a song that, syllabic that. noises. That samples him doing the oh yeah that weird yes. Noise. He sounds yes. like something out of the Jetsons or something. You know what I mean? I'll I'm try trying, and find yeah. it. Yeah I'm sure somebody's somebody's set that to several different kinds of music. Lo-fi, oh, yeah. lo-fi tunes, lo lo-fi hip-hop tunes to chill to or or uh, <clears> a folk <throat> a folk version trip-hop. a trip hop version, a folk version uh, like the Alex Acid Jones. House. How many versions of the listen here fucker uh, have you are, are there, <laughs> you know? <laughs> anyway, um so back to the back to the Fae yeah, uh, back back to the Fae. So are we... are we um, The DMT... The, I think they're... Personally, I think there's a difference between the DMT elves and the Fae. That's my personal opinion.
2: Well, I think there could be, but I think that they... It, it could also be the way to see them, like, in their normal, true form when they're not trying, like, vibrating into our reality. You know what I mean? And, like, just... They they might be different things, but I just think it's a a whole different. different I just think it's a whole different thing.
0: I just think it's a whole different thing completely, like a whole other. uh, Why do you think that they're so similar, though? Um, I I think the Nephilim doing the like the uh, the the mischievous type stuff um, is more of an imitation of of fairies, actually, as actually them being it.
2: So you think that the DMT things you see are like Nephilim things uh, playing tricks?
0: Well, I mean, well, I mean, again, like the fairies are—you know, fae—are probably part Nephilim as well. So, I mean, but I just think they're different than well, the fairies. I
1: think, I think there's a way to meld the two. So, if we take from some traditions that these spirits of these beings, these hybrid beings, right? Mm-hmm. They, when they their physical bodies die, their, their spirits don't right? Because they are part human. They are part angelic, whatever you want to call them. They don't go to heaven or hell, uh, but they have a realm of their own, Mm. maybe, or maybe they do go to hell. I don't know. Um, But the, it's, it's my thought that the DMT experience beings are the same. They're just the spirits. They're the purely spiritual side
2: mm, of these that's things. That's kind of what I was saying too, yeah. Just, okay. like I, I can see like that. They I guess can't I can exist, see that.
1: One you know, more like thing. They can't, they can't manifest, real quick, they can't manifest yeah, physically exactly. without, uh, they can't manifest physically for long periods of time. Maybe they can for a split second, or maybe they can possess somebody.
0: Well, or- but they don't manifest physically. They just, you, you manifest to where they are. Right. right. Doing with DMT, which is like a, what, like a five to two, two to five minute experience. Like, you know, like. Exactly.
2: Um, that just reminded me that I, I had, I had one more experience. that was like totally different from DMT that I had with, with, uh, what I would describe as gnomes. Um, And this was years ago, uh, whenever I was like partying a lot and, um, I was using nitrous and I, I had like, I think I had eaten some mushrooms and I was using nitrous and I, I was like breathing, but I was holding it in, you know, and I got to this point where I I was like looking at a picture on the wall of like, just like some fractal, uh, pattern and all of a sudden I see these little gnomes like manifest out of those visuals. Like I was able to perceive these gnomes and they were like waving their hand in front of my face and like pinching me pulling on my beard and pinching me. And like, I could feel it, like physically feel them pinching me and pulling my beard. And they looked like, you know, little garden gnomes, but they looked kind of honestly, like they look kind of fucked up. Like they kind of like look like, misshapen or inbred and uh that that was a crazy experience because it wasn't on dmt it was just on like nitrous oxide which is a a chemical that's or you know just a gas found in nature pretty much it's a concentrated version of it and uh it was that that was like probably the most like intense experience i had with something that was like totally different from those dmt elves you know what i mean and it's like It'd be weird if I imagined them pulling my beard and pinching me, and I could actually feel it. But hey, well, that's I mean, creepy. I can't explain it. it. It was it was definitely a wild experience, though.
0: That is that is really well. I'm sorry, I just murdered that wasp. Got him. Good. Yeah. He he got yeah. I got him with a bottle of screen cleaner. <laughs> Good shit. But um, yeah, that is. I mean and that's different. Yeah, that is different. I, I don't. I don't want to say that you you probably didn't see anything and it was just the it was just the nitrous. But it was. I mean, you could say that it about was, it was any of these experiences. experiences. Right, right, but the, right, and that's the thing is like with with the drugs things. It's a lot like yeah, a lot of times it's you when you're you're sitting there with your eyes closed, but you are in another dimension. That's like you're getting into parts of the brain that. You know, how does that work? How does, you know, how did well, drink- my eyes were wide open for
2: this one too? like wide open, just chilling, looking at a picture on the wall of like a right. fractal pattern and right. they just, I wasn't thinking about gnomes.
0: Well, you I know. mean, you know, like, like you go to the. Look at those those paintings or those pictures at the at the mall, right? The you know, it's a schooner.
2: Another weird thing is I was listening to like bass music with a lot of sub bass, and like mm. it seemed like they were manifesting from those visuals and like the sound combined, like the low frequencies.
0: I mean, well, that's completely possible. Um, I don't know. I'm 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 gonna go with I don't know on that one. Same,
2: um, dude. Yeah. Same. I yeah, mean, yeah. I was there for it, and I have no idea.
0: Yeah, I mean, I got Like, I mean, there's been times in my past when I've done. Heroic amounts of certain things, where I've seen things, and you're like, later on, you're like, did I actually see that? Was that the stuff? It's probably this. stuff. Oh, yeah, it's probably this stuff. But who knows? That was really cool. Anyhow, moving along to the stuff that's not drug induced, but being Irish is probably alcohol induced. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the fairies and the uh, the mythical creatures. Uh, are we? are we done with it well, one it? last thing oh, okay, here
2: that kind of ties into both okay. um and i believe mckenna also addressed this is that a lot of times um like people hundreds of years ago i mean like for example the amanita muscaria has been used in like european traditions for a long time mm-hmm. and like a lot of this the the elf and folklore and uh or elf and known folklore that come from there you know there's it's possible that it did use some kind of hallucinatory they they were using some kind of hallucinatory substance to induce a state of consciousness that facilitated these encounters you know it's uh like the amanita muscaria for example there's also ergot which is uh kind of an LSD like substance when it is uh like ingested in the right amounts right um and mixed with alcohol and so a lot of times and it grows on wheat so a lot of times um when they would make you know, beer or even like certain kinds of wine, they might get ergot in it and they would trip balls, you know, and uh, e- even stuff like um, <laughs> what's the one with the made absinthe? Oh, um, well, absinthe uh, will make yes. you do that
0: anyways. Absinthe will make you do no that kidding. anyways. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So I think that we can't necessarily even totally separate the two from each other. I think they might, there might actually be some kind of intrinsic link there. And, you know, if they have no way to, contextualize those experiences and you know there are also way less noise around them back then you know so there was more to perceive i guess
0: oh no don't, um, don't forget emf
2: yeah exactly yeah. that's that's pretty much what i mean um yeah there was less way less emf uh incoherence um so yeah it's just something to think about too
0: Oh yeah, definitely. I mean like I think the EMF thing has a lot to do with it, you know? I mean, they're not going to Absolutely. You're not going to see you're not going to see gnomes if you've got 5G and Wi-Fi pumping around you all the time.
1: They don't want to be around that. They just no. want to give it to you. Right. Exactly. That's how no, they stay I, hidden is is bump you off the frequency spectrum.
3: Mhm.
0: Uh Yeah, well they're yeah, they're on a different they can phase in and out of, you know, supposedly phase in and out of what we can see, uh, our visible spectrum, which is not that much.
1: Right. We are all, we're already limited. And then creating this uh, folklore around the folklore that everything is fiction. <laughs> right? Taking <laughs> exactly. away the belief in these
0: things. Well, yeah. It's like we've said all the time, you know, like magic isn't real. It's just a Disney thing.
2: So the, that begs the question, then, the power structure is trying to cut us off from these beings. We know the power structure is, you know, just anti us in every way. So are these beings, you know, is there some sort of, you know, benevolence that we could hope to gain from them and they're trying to cut us off from that or, you know, what, or, or are they actually, you know, our Patriots in control?
0: (laughs) I don't, I don't think Patriots are in control of anything. No, obviously not. I I don't think so. Yeah. Not even close. You know, you know. Well, why would they
2: of- be cutting us off then?
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, just you know, further remove us from, uh, you know, nature. Further remove well, us and- from 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 the earth. You know, from that's uh, kind of why I further. Being.
2: They're not necessarily demonic nephilim. Well, to further and to further remove us from the
1: ability to see anything for what it actually is agree right because they remove us from the ability to see these things and then now we have all this entertainment which you know one can make the very good case that it started with with disney because even early fantasy that adapted traditional folklore into fiction even that was still dark it still kept very um it still kept various truths about these things right Right. disney turned it into
0: disney turned it into sugar-coated pink fairies and You know, Tinkerbell, right? So you have
1: this entire, you have entire generations of people that have grown up seeing these things for something completely different than what they possibly are, and now you have us sitting here debating what they could possibly be, and we, you know, ultimately at the end of the day, we don't quite know. Um, But the best thing that we can say is, don't mess with them. Yeah. (laughs) So I think that's about the only realistic advice that we can give is, don't, you know screw with these things don't piss them off don't wear patagonia in the middle of nowhere right exactly. and always take don't, your gun into the forest
0: yeah wear your dark yeah, i kind of think
1: that,
2: that stuff. it's all true right wear dark clothing
0: yeah man that's oh. i have a yeah i have a like a i have a couple of north face jackets that are like ridiculously loud <laughs> but they're snowboarding <laughs> yeah, so jackets they're made to be like r- like on the side of a mountain like out you know like a snowboard park yeah, or not something. Not, yeah not hiking yeah yeah. Right. So, returning I'm not, to
1: that point that yeah, you made at the boulder beginning field. of the show, then Johnny, with What's these
3: that?
1: with these companies that are making all of this loud gear that makes you very noticeable out there, oh, obviously yeah. one part of it could be for safety, as they tell us, right? Sure. Another part of it could be marking people. We don't know,
0: right? If you're dumb enough to wear a bright pink hiking jacket out in the middle of a boulder field, you know, with your neon yellow backpack and your bright green shoes everything they like for a while everything they did was like really bright colors
1: well it's like what i was told before going to europe one time by a good buddy of mine from manchester england he said whenever whenever you go to europe do not wear loud clothing mm. like do not wear bright colors that immediately marks you as an american as a target you know you're <laughs> robbed you'll get beaten people won't like you they're gonna assume right off the bat that you're an idiot um that that's kind of how Fair. it it feels here it's like it it immediately marks you as somebody who is out in this environment these desolate places and may not be entirely respectful which is a point that i don't think we've made yet is throughout ancient cultures the woods whether it's Gahara in japan or hoyabachu in romania or the woods of ireland the deserts the mountains people believed these places were not for them to rule.
0: Right. They, they understood were, they
1: were, that they it was not their land.
0: No, they were, you know, they belonged to the gnomes, to the fairies, to the whatever, the hill trolls, whatever they were.
1: Right, and you didn't encroach on their territory and as long as you respected them, they would respect you, or at least they wouldn't steal your children regularly.
0: Right. You know, <laughs> if you pour hot water on them, you know, without 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 a warning, you might you might end up with changeling children. Right. Yeah. Um, um but that's the thing, you know, like like, you know, now people think of Tinkerbell and her sisters and the whole Tink series and stuff on Disney. Holy cow, dude. I, I took a I took a scroll down Disney Plus because we get it for free because something to do with cell phone service.
1: Um Ah uh, yes. I got the same thing.
0: Yeah. So I took a scroll through the stuff that's actually on there and the stuff that's not it's pretty funny like we have all the we because of course you know my my wife and kid grew up disney aficionados i'm a little old i'm a little bit old for the disney thing but my kids you know watched it and my younger brothers were big on disney um but like the stuff that they they consider like um racist now it's funny but uh, the the amount of stuff with like fairies and fairy godmothers and fairies and magic and now there's dark magic and with the fairies and stuff and now the now the dark magic fairies are the good guys and it's like they're it's yeah they're doing all kinds of flip flopping and this is all for little girls you know all for little girls under the age of like ten.
1: Yeah, Disney totally forgot to tell you the fairy godmother had a call a boiling cauldron of blood that she would you know drain the little girls <laughs> of bodies of their blood into if they didn't you know follow the be back by midnight rule or she'd break their ankles or
0: right there was there was always a catch you know there's always a thing to to the the, uh, the good thing you were getting from the fairy from the fairy godmother from the from the gnomes you know or whatever um, right always a catch always a catch.
1: Right. But I think, yeah, I think I think that's definitely a big part of it. And what it comes down to is disarming people, right? Disarming mm-hmm. them mm-hmm. of any sort of cultural or traditional knowledge, whether or not that knowledge is, you know, pagan, Christian, correct right. fully, not correct fully. There's still something to be said for understanding mm-hmm. that these that's- are beings not to be messed with. Not to be thought of as fictional,
0: <laughs> right?
1: Um, and that's to understand not yeah. to desecrate these places,
0: right? But Disney did a great job at making magic. You know, it's just Fantasia, dude. Come on, man. You know, there's no.
1: Yeah, it's just the cool hippos and crocodiles doing ballet.
0: Yeah, it's no, it's no big deal. It's just you know, oh my gosh, Ariel gave you know they, they gave up her voice and blah 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 blah, and it's like you know
1: that's a Nephilim seduction story.
0: Oh, that's a totally Nephilim seduction story, and it's not even <laughs> the right story. The, the, the end. No, the original one different. was a gay simp story. Right. Well, yeah, but that's the esoteric, like the actual story. Well, yeah. The yeah. actual story, the Little Mermaid died. Um, there's, and there's, she couldn't walk. Right. Right. Anyway, there's a whole lot. There's a whole lot more that that Disney does to to stuff that makes it more seductive to children, and gets them all in, you know, into magic and. Uh, fairy tales and fantasy. And, and again, it makes magic just, just, just a cartoon thing. It's not real. Fairies aren't really fairies, just cartoons. These things are just little, you know, imaginary things that you watch cartoons of when you're a child.
3: That's
1: well, a, then could you grew be... up with... Oh, go ahead, Hudson.
2: I was just going to say that, you know, that could be a way to kind of butter people up for, you know, possibly uh, in the future, like if magic becomes a real thing or like if, you know, these entities start showing themselves to us. Like people will lack any type of context to know what they're dealing with and be easily deceived.
0: There's, there's also that. And then, but yeah, also, you know, it softens them up for the next phase of, you know, the things, which is like Harry Potter and star Wars. Dang it. And, yeah.
1: You beat me. So, yeah, I was, yeah. was going to say that you got an entire generation of kids who grew up being desensitized and disarmed with Disney. And then they start reading Harry Potter even in in homes you know Catholic or Christian homes, then the Pope endorses Harry Potter, and then it's all good. they can read it,
0: yeah yeah, yep.
1: and you have you have an entire generation grown up that is just absolutely engulfed mm-hmm. in this content mm-hmm. and you know Johnny, you and I talked to to a good friend of ours recently, and other people will hear this conversation much later, not much later, but later on in this season uh you know, who had a lot of experiences as a kid and was desensitized and as a middle schooler ended up in ritual magic.
0: Right. No, like dude, the desensitization thing is real. Like all of this stuff, like the amount of, uh the amount of like deaths that a child sees before, you know, like the average kid in America sees who watches television or is raised by Disney or whatever, you know, it's ridiculous. The amount of, um, Trauma-based mind control that they've witnessed through Disney.
1: Seven years old, average average age to see porn for the first time as a kid. And that if you don't think that's ritual magic,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah. know what to tell you, bro. Yeah, I got a bridge in Brooklyn, I want to tell you.
2: It definitely doesn't come with a troll.
0: It comes with troll insurance. Or, right.
2: Like like that's like trauma for a kid. You know? It, well, and that's I what is.
0: Disney Disney it's is nothing but trauma. based mind control. Disney is nothing but trauma. You have the kid, you have the um you know, you have the introduction of the hero. You have the introduction of the the maiden. You know, the uh, the warrior princess thing. Or you have the introduction of the warrior. the introduction of the princess. The princess gets in, gets into danger. Something. You know, the character gets into danger. There's the peril, and then there's the release of the the tension via uh, you know re- reuniting with the parents or whatever. Right. There's all kinds of there's all kinds of psychological shit that goes on in a Disney movie that keeps oh, yeah. kids enraptured and also um, breaks them down with the desensitization stuff. So it's pretty yeah. Uh I got into the Disney the Disney stuff a long time ago with uh Freeman and his ex wife, Jamie Henshaw, who's now Jay Dyer's wife, I think. It's weird. It's just weird. It's just weird. Um that is strange. Yeah, well, Jay Dyer is a guy who does like all the Hollywood, you know oh, yeah. uh, like Satanist stuff. And according to the Transvestigation 7770 transvestigation channel or whatever the hell it's called, he's an FTM. So which would make Jimmy Hanshaw a MTF, and then would make Freeman Oosh. an FTM. I don't know. I've heard some weird stuff about Freeman. I mean, obviously, if his father was like worshipful master of a uh, Scottish lodge or whatever, and is, he was a you know, in, is just able to go in and out of Masonic lodges and take pictures and stuff, he's obviously connected somehow. So, Freeman's like a graduated Animal Farm for sure very schizo. 100 very schizo but graduated there
1: yeah well and I, I think bringing all of this back around mm. these hidden folk there clearly is an agenda whether they are involved with the alien abduction phenomenon with missing 411 whether they are the beings that our human elites you know maybe stem from these bloodlines that they worship who knows what the actual case is, but all of this seems to be like I said, disarmament it's dumbing down a population, but it's beyond dumbing down a population. It's creating literally a race of cattle beings that are helpless to, to wake up or defend themselves from, from any of this.
0: Right. But here's, here's, here's a question though, Reinhardt, how long have we been cattle? I mean, like, if you look back in some of these pictures, there's been, like, huge cities with, like, apartment-type living for a very long time. So, I mean...
1: Yeah, I'd, I'd say we've been cattle for a very long time. The noose has sp- just tightened more and more. Right,
0: right. I don't know, man. So...
1: But at least our ancestors...
0: Right, our ancestors... I'm not
1: going to go off on that tangent.
0: Worshipped fairies. No, they didn't worship fairies, but they... uh well, some of them did. Some of them did. Like, yeah. well, you have to, you have to respect them. You had to pay them respects a lot of time. On um, what was the one the day of the dead or whatever it is, you put out bread and water for the fairies in Ireland, and that way they don't.
2: Oh yeah, don't that's what it kids. was with that changeling story. Why, the, why the lady, uh, why her children got replaced with changeling? She forgot she, to put out food for them. She
0: forgot to put out food, and she threw the water out the window. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And that,
2: and that's what
0: I'm saying. And that, that was enough for the fairies to steal her children and give them change, give her changelings that were identical to her kids. You know, in many, in many cases too, there's,
1: there's always something that's a little bit different, right? Like a birthmark may be gone that, you know, somebody has a birthmark like up on their thigh that, you know, you can't see if they're wearing clothes, but if you, if you were married to that person, you, would know right um, there's always something off so and and Johnny I think you're in the same boat as me Hudson you know I've always believed that these stories didn't just come out of nowhere that oh no people were actually Agreed. seeing something
0: well I mean we've seen in recent history and again we don't know that these videos are real or not but there have been since the advent of cell phone cameras there have been videos taken of strange small creatures you know in the woods which would be considered possible gnomes halflings whatever hobbits but gnomes um and uh, a lot of times what we would consider fae or fairies um you know o the wisp same thing basically yeah uh, remember
2: the leprechaun in the hood the what the what that the leprechaun in that like hood in alabama i think it was mm, uh. you
3: all see the leprechaun
2: no. Are,
1: you, are you talking about the rapist in, in Lincoln Park?
2: No, I'm no. talking about the incredibly famous like video from the Internet of like the leprechaun that like all these people saw in this like hood area. I think it was Alabama.
0: Yeah, that was like a like really ghetto area.
2: Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I can't believe you guys don't know what it. No, no, I'm, I'm searching about, yeah.
1: Leprechaun in the ghetto right now. Oh, you'll find. I it know in Leprechaun the- in the Hood is a 2000s American like, black comedy slasher film.
2: Yeah, no. I this <laughs> is like this, this was like a real thing that happened. Like a news station went out there to interview this guy and like this whole neighborhood was out there. It's super famous video.
1: Yeah, I'll oh, see here the, it is, the
2: original Crichton
1: Leprechaun news story. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> it's was, it was, I I don't know if there's any footage. No, there's no footage. Okay. Oh, no, man. there's
2: no footage of the leper gone. Just mm. a bunch of people that say they saw it. That's and it, it you know, it's, all, it's hilarity,
1: all black people. AC- like, it's all black people. I wonder if any of them, like, if there's no video because they all saw it and they just ran away like they do from street magicians. No, oh, of
0: course they did. The video would be them all talking about seeing it. But anyway.
1: Well, it, it, was, it was. It was all them, like, flipping out and, like, changing each other's stories. and Like, no, 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 no. Let me tell it.
2: <laughs> yep.
0: Probably. It was very that. funny. spawned a lot of good memes. Oh, man. I can't believe I hadn't heard of that. Anyway. The Crichton Leprechaun. The okay. Crichton Leprechaun. Yeah. So, Leprechaun terrorizes black community. I guess. He's literally. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. He was <laughs> lost. He was lost. The rain, he was like, how the fuck did the rainbow <laughs> get down over here? It goes into a uh, gas station that's got
1: bars on the windows. Right. Like, you ain't from around here, is you?
0: <laughs> right uh right a little lucky <laughs> it's like i don't think i want to eat these people are they people i don't know yeah i don't know <laughs> but anyway um in the videos of of seeing these little these little gnomes and again you know we've we've seen uh lots of videos of like you know glowing balls floating balls like that kind of stuff glowing floating balls of different colors whatever um, yeah you mentioned the
1: Will of the wisps right
0: Yes. Those could be Fae, you know, completely. Or they could be Swamp yeah, Gas. They, or they could be Swamp Gas.
1: Well, yeah, the, the Will of the Wisps <laughs> fall under the Fae umbrella, I think. It's the original don't follow the blank. Right. Don't follow the lights.
0: Don't follow the lights. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The Will of the Wisps. Yeah, don't follow the Fae the into the swamp where you would be led into whatever, you know, getting taken away, abducted, you know, the children. Yeah, don't follow. Again, you know, Maybe don't follow the light turned into don't follow the breadcrumbs, which takes you to the witch's house, who throws you in the oven. That's a whole, there different, you go. Story. That's a whole different story. Or but, is it? Or, or is it? Yeah. Or is it? Hmm. hmm. I feel like there's a lot more to this fae and gnomes. We didn't really get into gnomes as much. There's so many you know. There's a lot of oh. gnome lore. And again, there's we did a lot of Irish stuff, but there's a lot of Scandinavian gnome and oh, fey yeah. lore. Um I mean,
2: there's stuff around the world. Asian, yeah. There's Asian, like yeah, American there's American
0: Asian lore. There's some Asian. that could have been Asian lore. There's gotta be Australian. Right? There are. There has to be. Those are just abos. And um Ah, yes, yeah. those are really big gnomes. <laughs> <laughs> what are you guys saying around Hunt?
1: In in Central and South America, there are stories of beings like the uh, like the Alouche, which are more like gnome goblin type creatures. Oh, right. Creatures.
0: Yeah. They're like kobolds. Yeah.
2: Kobolds. Kobolds. Uh, yeah, there was another story. I'm looking for the link now from like 2014 from, uh, I believe it was Peru. They have these like little people well, they're the always see, yeah
0: they're always seeing little weird people and stuff in south america in the jungles or up in the mountains or whatever yeah yeah that's but a common occurrence
2: it's a common they're occurrence probably just like tiny like humanoids
0: <laughs> possible yeah it could be pygmies could be gnomes could be dwarves could be
2: and if you apparently supposedly oh. um you can use implements made of iron to fight them off
0: that's if they're attacking you. Like a lot of times. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If you
2: get in a situation where you need to defend yourself from a fairy attack. Mm-hmm. Iron. If you encounter the dark elves, you know what I'm saying?
1: <laughs>
0: um, around he's iron. Man. Yeah, he the Man.
1: Spartals never
0: relax. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Never well, you don't want to relax around Drist anyways, so he's, yeah, that's he's true. a pretty bad guy. But he was the good guy of the bad guys. He was the good guy.
1: He didn't want to mm-hmm.
0: enslave anybody.
1: I don't want to enslave nobody.
0: Right? Yeah, I know, right?
1: <laughs> Is that what the leprechaun said in Crichton? <laughs> right. <laughs> Which begs the question, do they leave like a banana and Kool-Aid out for him instead well, of bread and water?
0: Well, it might have been a pot of gold it's or something. Water watermelon.
1: Pot of gold, pot of banana. Yeah. Anyway. Similar in color. Anyways, pot of banana. Pot
0: of banana. Stop. All right. Well, that's, that's about wraps up episode A of this um, series on the Fae and Gnomes. Welcome to October, everybody. Uh, make sure to check us out on Telegram. Also Gab. Also live streaming on Pilled. DLive and Odyssey live every Tuesday night. Released as a podcast on Wednesday. The Nationalist Inquirer. Be there uh what else what else what else we have a creepy pasta coming up at the end of this thank you hudson thank you reinhardt
1: yes sir. You, sir all right um yeah for october we'll have uh, some special stuff for our live streams each episode will have its own cool little art as well yeah uh designed so thank y'all for joining us for this awesome month
0: yes all right we're gonna get out of here and we'll see y'all later Time travel makes you gay.
1: Man, imagine hearing that on a DMT. Oh, man. Oh, my imagine God. Imagine machine elves saying that. I, 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 I don't know how you could sober up immediately, but I feel like I would. <laughs> Let me tell you of the drow and their atrocities. The reviled and feared dark elves, natives of the Underdark live in city-states ruled by various noble houses. While our lives proceed here on the surface, theirs weave their own webs in darkness. They are ruled by a matriarchal caste system, with priestesses at the highest rank, the male population is seen as less in status. Most male drow are trained as soldiers or taken as concubines and the practice of torture and ritual sacrifice is common in their societies, with the males making up the majority of victims. All drow, however, male or female, are three parts equal. Cruel, arrogant, and hedonistic. They are seen as incapable of compassion at all, taking great pleasure in acts of violence, finding ecstasy in their malice. The insubordinate among them are often maimed. Hands, tongues, or even eyes are removed. When there needs to be an example made of someone, a priestess has the ability to turn a male into a drider a half-drow, half-spider monstrosity. Mass infanticide rituals are practiced. When things get too predictable, a noble house seems to wage war against an opposing family, usually to take the rank of the other in the High Council. Mass murder of another entire house is seen as not only legal, but praised so long as no survivors left alive to persecute the offending conquerors. Drow see all other races as inferior. Some are potential slaves, while others are simply seen as vermin for extermination. Enslavement among them is a priority, and most of their cities are majority slave populace. They are an expendable workforce that goes into battle as fodder for the Dark Elves. On the surface, when they come to our civilization, there is more indiscriminate murder. You will see practices of infiltration of trade routes for merchandise, and did I mention slavery? Bribery and assassination are practiced from the shadows with ease large-scale wars where hundreds of thousands of men, elves, dwarves, and orcs fall, all orchestrated from behind the scenes out of boredom by less drow than you could count on one hand. Let it not be forgotten that the drow are civilized beings. Their artistic abilities show a great affinity for beauty. They have a strange form of law and order, a caste system, even a rank of priestess that makes the ruling council for their society. Yet in times when they are not at war, they still raid innocent villages like a bloodthirsty band of orcs. Drow murder the other races indiscriminately. They are infamous for deploying sleeping darts that incapacitate prey and allow them to take full advantage of their victims. The drow are necromancers, defilers of the dead. And the drow's love for slavery is so great that they will continue enslavement after death. One legendary dwarven king was entrapped in a spiritual oubliette for a thousand years by a matron mother of the drow city of menzo As you would expect from such an evil race, they also keep relations with demons, summoning them to do their bidding, exchanging innocent slaves as payment to be dragged back to the abyss and tortured. One matron mother infamously chose a glaze brew, a four-armed canine-headed demon, to sire her own child, spawning herself a monstrous drow-demon hybrid abomination. demons. The drow themselves worship a demon queen, the spider queen Loth, who resides in the hells. She is a god of chaos, and her will is to sabotage and murder her own followers to keep them subjugated, all the while weaving a web of death and chaos anywhere her spider children go. Souls of her own worshippers travel to her personal level of hell and wander deserts of decay and madness, plagued by clouds of flesh-eating insects. Even her most devoted clerics may get caught in actual webs of monsters in her underworld realm and devoured, their souls going into oblivion, where no salvation awaits.